Cool. All right. Where's everybody coming from? Orangeville. Collingwood. Um, Brampton, Mississauga border. So you guys know the GTA quite well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well-rounded, yeah. Well, it's funny how I see a lot of trades kind of moving out of the GTA or out of the core and working outside of the core. I guess the core is just becoming challenging these days, right? Well, Kevin's kind of mastered it, so he's probably one of the only GCs that I know have mastered it. Uh, they're doing great downtown. Yeah, an wow. office fit outs, yeah. yeah. Now What's your secret? Uh, What's just the luck. golden ticket? Luck, to be honest. COVID scared us the most when that came around because like it was an exodus from offices, so we're like, yeah. oh my goodness, so what are we going to do? But it was a blessing in disguise. We, we pivoted really quickly. We found uh, a niche market with landlords, and we managed to ma maximize it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we're going to have, uh, this is all starting from you, Alex, right? Like with Alt yes. Labor, right? Yep. So how old is Alt Labor right now? Well, I officially launched uh, May 1st okay. uh, this year, and um, we've been kind of struggling with the, the users coming in, but I think I'm putting myself out there more. We'll... Uh, you know, try to get some users because it is a difficult market. It's new to everybody. And I find to get contractors to buy into something new is a little bit challenging. And, uh, but I think if they, once they understand what I'm actually trying to help the industry out with the labor shortages and just having the contractors work together and, you know, share their manpower with each other, like everybody, you know, like we share manpower already with other contractors. But I find to get it to for them to share to me is more challenging because they're always busier than us whenever time comes or they just don't bother reaching out. Right. So uh, and I think there's a lot of companies out there that do have manpower sitting at home from time to time, either from pen, uh, permits pending uh, to in between jobs. I'm in this we've got the sheet metal trade as well. So we all know that it takes four or five days sometimes yeah. to get, you know, metal made and you're constantly ordering going to another job site, sometimes, you know, you don't get the material in time and some guys have to sit at home for a day or two. And my platform, you know, allows that one day or two for those guys to actually be working somewhere else and helping out other contractors. You know, it's it, to me, a day or two helps out contractors. I would it's love. Also, it's also, Alex, day. it's uh, the fear of not, uh, of losing your employees to another yeah. employer. So if you have them sit at home, it's out of, Self-defense, if you send them back to the local, then yeah. someone else is going to This is them. what I'm excited about talking about <coughs> on this show. Yeah. It's just like you guys are, are we're going to talk about a four-letter word in construction, which is technically labor. Yeah. Like yeah. Nobody ever wants to talk about it, but everybody has a problem. Every trade mm. I've spoken to on the show, on site, everywhere in construction yeah. has a labor problem. That word is in a sentence that's describing... I guess the inefficiencies in their business. They're trying to figure out how to resolve it. But then we're also fighting career options outside there. Like we yep. got a lot of kids that are coming into the industry that may not want to stay in the industry, not understanding that there's a, a good path to go down and learn from older people, mentors and things like that. But they're being fed, I guess, the wrong information. And then you got small business owners that are being fed the wrong information, right? So it's yep. kind of good that you started this service. It's a challenge. You're going to have a challenge for yep. sure to get it out there because construction and new never yeah. go together right they Absolutely. never do oh, yeah. no it's always resistance right yeah so i just yeah so alex is here how do you pronounce your last name tebow tebow right yeah uh and then we got david david anderson yeah nexus mechanical alex and i are actually partners we have sheet metal hvac and uh, plumbing in construction and service so you guys basically this all came from what you <coughs> this do is with, experience yeah yes, he experienced it yeah. and yeah. actually alex yeah. was one of the first people in the industry as you say new things sharing labor is not a not a thing we've done in the past as 
what we were talking about before, the fear of losing that employee, yeah. especially now, is even greater. So sharing your labor is a touchy, touchy situation. If you have an organization that will not recruit and you have to promise that, then it, it feels a little better. Why don't we just get rid of that word, like get rid of that word sharing yeah. and just change it to experience? Yep. Like they're building, that's what we, everyone gets yeah. into construction to learn, no? Yeah. That's basically it, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I guess last on the panel here is Kevin, right? Yep, Kevin Marks. And the business? So our company's called ClearSpace, a okay. design and build company, kind of the one-stop shop for office fit-outs. How long you been at it for? Oh, feels like forever, but um, <laughs> well, just going on five years uh, soon, yeah. Yeah, about five years. Okay, sorry, I just got lots. Sometimes she sends me a little cue. Uh, and David, how long you been in the business? Well, I'm 62, and I started when I was 18. So you don't look 62, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. So I, you've seen the business or the industry in general change dramatically? Uh, yeah, substantially. Yeah, a lot, right? it, well, yes and no. You know, as you mentioned before, some of those traits uh, seem to be, you know, something that we've had around for a long time that. That, that mentality that, you know, going back to what Alex is attempting to do, you know, sharing labor has not been something we've done in the past. The, the practices have gotten better from a safety perspective. I think technology has helped our industry incredibly. Um, so, yeah, those probably technology is the biggest, biggest thing I've seen. That's not, And I'm not just talking phones, but now the younger guys coming, they don't want drawings. They just do it on their phone or or on their or tablets or the laptops. Connectivity, yeah, yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah, they're yeah. much better at it than. And going back, remember when we worked for a much larger company and we brought in the system. What were they called, Alex? Where they laid out the whole um, job. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, what it, it laid out a whole three D drawing uh, and perspective oh, of the BIM. job. BIM. BIM. Yeah. And you know, we started to train all the older supervisors. And they'd be on site, and, and for, it would take weeks and weeks, and we'd have a third-year apprentice go to site. It would take them 15 minutes to figure it out. So <laughs> technology has really changed our So what was it? Now. Just the frustration, I guess, from the old school dogs that were just thinking, yeah. ah, I've been doing it so many years this way. Why do you want me to do it this way? Yeah, exactly. And but it, then you yeah. give them a tool. It's mm. different, though. Oh, they'll yes. embrace that tool, oh, and then absolutely. they'll master that tool within seconds. Yeah. Absolutely. So why can't they master... I think because it's a tool, fear. a tool you, you're using throughout your career, you know, technology, some of the older guys, they weren't involved in computers. Yeah. You know, you're, you don't know how to type, you don't know how to do this, but I think they're reluctant of diving into it and actually making something with it. Right. So, and with a tool, I, th I think like a new drill or a new something new, you're, you're using it day to day already. Right. So let's try it out. Let's see if it's more efficient. But for technology-wise, I think the older generation, uh, they don't think that it's worth their while. This is an irregular occurrence for him and I because <laughs> my staff, they're all younger and, and they're much better at technology than I am. But at least I understand that it, it enhances our business incredibly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's okay. So how do we begin i want to let everybody know first of all www.altlaborsolutions.com is where you can find more information about yes. it if you got any questions you can email the you guys at info at altlaborsolutions.com right yeah. and then you're on linkedin right now to Correct, to, yeah. to, to start the communication yeah. at that point so where do we want to begin where let's i guess let's let's go with two different mm -hmm. routes here let's go the kid who's getting into construction and then let's get 
the older person, not necessarily much older, like in their retirement years or close to it, yeah. but the, the tradesperson that is looking to adopt a new format for their business. Because what I've been learning from speaking to so many people on the show, it's the young and old that have embraced new ideas that have excelled. Mm-hmm. I've seen them because I, I see people that have a business that maybe bringing in two, three million, I'm talking resi because it's mostly resi coming in here, but they're bringing in two, three million sales and all of a sudden they did something different. And, they, and what I get from them, they embrace technology and all of a sudden that two, three mil turned into 10, 15 mil. So obviously something worked by them embracing technology and trying new systems in place that made their business more efficient. So I want to begin, like, if you guys can walk us through the young and the mid kind of entering and what they should be looking for. Yeah. So for, I think for the young, um, what they're looking at, they're basically like throughout their school, like the technology is more advanced than, than the old. And I think uh, in the industry kind of pushes the younger generation to be in technology, right? And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, I, in my opinion, that, uh, that they don't take it up a trade, right? They kind of branch off. They want to go uh, either gaming, want to build the, some kind of you know, program. program or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps them away from the construction industry. And the, one of the reasons why I think the, the labor issues uh, today are that the older generation is retiring and not enough younger genera- generation picking up the tool, right? down. Correct. Yeah. So it, and I'm assuming it's also challenging for parents to get there. Like even as a construction worker, if I had boys, I'd want them to get in construction. But if they're playing video games throughout their whole childhood and in technology, you know, like you actually have to bring them into the trade in order for them to like it. So I was raised as a bricklayer's helper and yeah, so you went for the easy route. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was helping my old man like haul bricks. Yeah, one of the hardest six, ones out eight there. Eight years yeah. old, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why I got into construction, and then my old boss, uh, you know, he saw my resume. He says, "Oh, you're you're a bricklayer helper for this long. So you're hired, right? So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna test you out. You know, he must be a hard worker. <clears throat> but uh, and that's that's the difference I think between uh, being pushed into technology versus growing up in construction, <clears throat> and but the kids that are growing up in construction and learning technology at the same time, I think those are the ones that buy into, um, you know, new technology when you get you start your construction career. What's sorry, dude? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I think there's a, a bit, bit different approach to it. Is I, I look at when I started the business, uh, I kind of like most of the guys that were in it kind of fell into the construction because there was no other place to go. Mm. University, if you weren't making it in university, you went into something that was manual. Isn't I it kind of fair to say that that's today? Well, um, with, with that said, some of the programs, uh, not necessarily out of the union, but we were involved in a program about 20 years ago where it was a federal government program, and any of the immigrants that were coming in that uh, may have been educated in another country in, in, in um, professions that they couldn't practice here because of our, our requirements, um, we had pharmacists becoming plumbers, um, she metal guys. It was a great program, and they chose which one they were going into. I would just love to see our industry where kids are coming out of high school and wanting to come in because of these new, uh, you know, technologies that enhance our business mm-hmm. that they would thrive in. You know, yep. we talk about BIM, even our programs for estimating and such. It's the kids that could eat that up. They faster. used to have it, though, because I grew up, 
in Mississauga and there was a co-op program that our school offered. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do at the time. Guidance counselor guided me to go to the co-op, so I did. And it allowed me to try electrical, mechanical, carpentry over a three-month span. I fell in love with electrical. I ended up becoming an electrician because of it through the connections that co-op. Those programs no longer exist. I've been petitioning my old high school where I went through that experience and got into construction to, to continue doing that because I see it firsthand. You know, Alt Labor, you guys are filling that gap for labor right now but it's like how do you get the new generation in? and i think it's stuff like that you know how they do grassroots in hockey and mm-hmm. soccer yeah. it's like do yeah. the same thing but in construction i think the government can push it i think our schooling can push it unfortunately they don't covid stopped all those programs and now but they're pushing political agenda as well, well exactly no now they're more cons- you know concerned with other <laughs> things that i don't i never understood why you would go after a segment of the population that is a political point of view yeah but why not go after the actual segment of the population that really wants to yeah. learn and be guided down the right path. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, people have always had a perception of the you know, the industry as being uh, rough and tough. And um, and it really, you know, it's just everybody's uh, same as any other industry. And now, you know, you make a good income. Our average guy probably working 36 hours, 100, 110 grand, yeah. you know, not putting a lot of overtime in. And, uh, you know, there's guys that we've had working for us that, uh, you know, somewhere around the 250 to 300 because they work their ass off. Sorry. No, no, it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. That's the yeah. thing about yeah. it. But do you, I, I, all three of you gentlemen, when you are looking at finding labor, yeah. what's the vibe that you're getting from this generation? Like, are yeah. they actually interested in the potential that everyone that gets into construction sees? Or are they just looking at it as a temporary deal? But are you comparing the past to today? kids of today i'm gonna say kids of today because sure i I get that they're all disappearing from the schools and we're not getting the teachers promoting (laughs) it as much because there's so many other opportunities out there i don't think and this is interesting because coming up on the 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 building show coming up i'm going to be part of a panel to discussing this whole labor shortage thing as well Mm -hmm. and i don't think getting it back into high schools is the answer i think you're already too late at that point yes i think you have to figure out other ways of doing it and when you guys are meeting new employees potential new employees and you sit them down you explain to them their path in the next five ten whatever years is it a positive expression on their face or are they just thinking do i really want to be in this industry for that long well for us it's it's a different because we're unionized so we deal with uh, the three locals uh 30 46 and 787 so they have their own intake and they do aptitude tests and all that for the employees to get in and then we just hire as we go but Honestly, the apprentices that we've been getting, um, they always want to be on their phone. They, that's a big thing. So that stereotype is there. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's very difficult. Looking at what? Social media? Or who's texting friends? them? I've, yeah. I've seen Anything, workers yeah. on my job sites, because we have, like, on any given moment, 12 to 16 active job sites, and I rotate between all of them. Yeah. I've been on multiple sites where I've, I'll see a phone in the corner, and they're doing some of the work, and they're filming themselves doing the work to post it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see it some, happen some quite form, often. Some form in are a little bit stricter. They'll they'll you know leave your phones are in the drop box. Right? Come at a break, you know, leave the ringer on loud. And you know if somebody hears it and if it's important, then obviously you know we're not going to be you know too much of uh, hard heads. You know we understand that there could be emergencies out there, but you know when you're up on a ladder, you know you're not going on your phone. Yeah, it's, right. It's it's, it's a distraction. Distraction. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard because yeah. at the same time we've got you know we're sending guys drawings, 
and they're actually looking at them on their phones. And, yeah. you know, it's like, it's how I, when I go look, do a walkthrough, I don't challenging take... challenging to look at drawings on a phone. You're right. I find yeah, it very challenging. I can't do no. it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't want to do that, right? No, no I, I do it all the time. Like, yeah, so that's what the younger <laughs> kid, kids want to do it that so you way. you just zoom in, zoom in? Zoom, zoom in, in to the area you're working. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, like, you zoom <laughs> out, you find where you are, you zoom into that area. Yeah, you you just they're just so used. Just make the phone bigger, right? Yeah, exactly. You're not looking on a flip phone or anything. But you can see without glasses. The smartphones now have a bigger screen, right? So anyway, that I... I do think that we do see a very different um, younger people today, but it's always really a refreshing. Like our last hire, he's a fifth-year HVAC. Uh, we got him into local um, 787. And I, I was just so happy to meet him because he was right into his career, which was the HVAC, yeah. which is important. When they call it a career, it's, it's, it's different. It's not a job. Yeah. It's not yeah. a job. You and, can't and, consider it. And that's yeah. why when they look at it as a job, I think it's, it's a temporary mindset. Yeah. They're not yeah. sure if this is a stepping stone to something else, but yeah. they don't realize, like, does someone actually sit them down and go, listen, you're 20, whatever, 25 years old. Yeah. In, like, less than five years, you can be making 100 grand. Yeah. Pretty much. With yeah. no student debt. You yeah. would think that would be enough to pull them in, but it doesn't it's seem not, like right? that. No. Yeah. No. That's not enough, huh? No, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I have two I have two nephews. Uh, they're both teenagers right now, and I'm trying to get them into construction because they doesn't seem like they have a guided path right now and their answers to me is one guy wants to be a computer programmer another one wants to create video games and that's their f- sole focus that's a big f- it, it, the, the, getting the comfort of somebody to leave their nest as well you know somebody that lives at home with their parents and they plan on being there for a while i don't think it helps them like i moved from sudbury when i was 18 i came down to toronto bank was empty within two days i picked up a job you know i moved in with my sister and my brother-in-law and we're just, you know, making ends meet. And I was helping them out with rent now because I was at the third wheel. And we, we were all bare bones. We couldn't make 10 bucks an hour. You know, you're not paying much on a, an apartment, right? And we were at close to Jane and Wilson. So mm-hmm. at night, you hear gunshots and all that. And it was rough coming from, from Sudbury, right? And uh, But just the, the comfort of, of younger generations staying at home longer. Some of them will stay at home till like, they're 30 years old. Wow. Right. And if you're comfortable with your parents keep paying you, then you're not going to go out and venture. But if you have bills to pay, yeah, you, you want to find a job. Forcing function. Right. <laughs> Forcing yeah. Function. And if and if you're not getting anywhere with your technology degrees or whatever you got, then, you know, join a trade. And some people join the trade later. I'll tell you a story. Last week I was uh, selling some uh, hunting gear on uh, on Kijiji and this guy shows up and I started talking with shot the shit we were about hunting and all that and anyways so then uh, he started talking uh, he was wearing um a synergy shirt and they just did construction on my house but uh, he didn't synergy w- landscaping or yeah uh synergy interiors okay all right anyways they were uh they just renovated my house and i was like they were just here yesterday you know finishing up some deficiencies and uh but he didn't doesn't work for them anymore and he's like i asked him like so what like, what do you, what do you do? Right. So he says, Oh, I want to go to school, uh, uh, as a, as a framer. I'm like, but you picking up a trade. No, no, I'm just going to go to school. I'm like, don't waste your time. Yeah. I said, pick up a trade, then go to school. They'll send you to school. They'll send right? you Get school. an apprenticeship. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so we got started talking about the industry and he's asking, like, do you mind asking you what you do? He said, yeah, I own a sheet metal plumbing and HVAC company. So I said, do you like working with metal? He says, yeah, they really loved when I was doing flashing and e troughs and all that. So I said, well, if you like working with metal, I said, I can put you in the, the sheet metal industry. Yeah. 
So I said, do me, do me a favor, give me a couple of days uh, because I'm unionized. I have to check with the, uh, the apprentice intake for local 30. And so I called the union. They, they said there was no intake since last April, but they want one. And I said, well, I want this guy in here. How can I get him there? He says, well, the only way to do it is uh, they got 48 hours to fulfill my request. So if I put a request in for a guy, if they don't come in within 48 hours, I can go out, bring a guy in and say, okay. you sign him up. And yeah. I don't have to wait for the intake. And that's the process I'm going through now. And I'm waiting until tomorrow. I put in a, a request in for an apprentice. And if they don't fulfill it by Thursday night, Friday morning, I called him. I said, bring this guy in. And I warned him yeah. already. And he's excited. He said, he texted me the other day saying, uh, you know what? He says, things were going bad for me. And I knew something was going to look up. And he says, I'm really looking forward to this. So just that eagerness, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking you on. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that it, for the best out of it. So. so what was the nucleus for alt labor when you, when you what, like what happened on the job site or off the jobs? Because something obviously yeah. happened. <clears throat> so during the pandemic, we went through the pandemic and it was a struggle. Um, oh, yeah, it was but yeah, we luckily during the pandemic, we had one a project that was commercial, but it was, it was in a residential building. It was three stories of commercial at the bottom, the rest was residential. So we were still allowed to work in it because the residential was essential service. Yeah. So we were dumping a lot of guys on that project, which kind of hurt us, but we also had other stuff. And then, yeah, then we, uh, <laughs> so OSM is our association, Ontario Sheet Metal Association, okay. also linked with uh, a Toronto Sheet Metal Association. So during the, they had a conference, uh, was I think it fell into 2021 at the time. Um, so we had a we had a conference about negotiations and all that between OSM and the unions, like the rate negotiations. So I was sitting during the meeting and then they're talking about like, you guys are all contractors here. They're all alike. And it says, share manpower between each other. You guys are all short manpower. But everybody's reaction was like, I, I can't give any out. Nobody, nobody can give any out right now. We're too busy, right? So then, but we were just like a portion of contractors there. And so my wheels started thinking the whole ride home. Uh, I was thinking, I'm like, there's got to be a way to reach out to more contractors out there because there's thousands of contractors. And I said, there's got to be contractors out there that are in between jobs that can start, you know, like if you got one, two days a week that you don't want to lose your guys or your guys are sitting at home, they don't want to leave is to put them on a platform. At first I was going to be like, not even a platform. My first thoughts were just like, maybe I could be the middleman, you know, you realize how many phone call <laughs> emails, like, yeah. Yeah. So, but this was just on the ride home. Yeah. So my wheels were, were spinning the whole ride home. Then I got home and I always told myself, whenever I got an idea, put it on paper because you either forget or you're not going to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. So I, even though I had a lot of work to do with Nexus when I got home because I, I just spent three hours at a meeting, I, I jumped on my computer, opened a PowerPoint presentation, I just started typing stuff in, you know, and then my wife came out. So, and I kind of like, I just got this idea on the way here and, and started going through. And then she was engaged. And by hers, like, this is a great idea, you know, like, and then she was giving me some feedback too. And we were just putting it all together. And after I had all the ideas put in place the same night, I ended up calling the, pre or the executive uh, director of, um, of OSM, which okay. was the, and was, yeah. yeah, so then uh, I give him a shout and I tell him my idea. I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, do you think this is going to fly? You know, like, because there are limitations that we um, had to go around with the unions because 
people are going to think that oh, I'm taking this away from the unions, right? But, but you're not. I am not. I'm actually helping the unions yeah. by keeping every hour worked, every hour that a, a guy sits at home, they don't make money off them. Yep. But they if I can keep those guys working, they make money. They make money. So right? It's a win-win for both sides. It is. They do allow us, and, and I tried to keep away from the sharing um, word on my platform. It's either subcontracting or acquiring. Okay. Right? So I know electrical union was, is really, they don't really like when you share as well. But they're not sharing because they're afraid that you're giving your manpower to them and then they're going to pay them cash, mm. right? But you're no, not. But everything's legitimate. So I'm subcontracting. So you have to keep yeah. a record of this. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. so difficult to pay any, do anything in cash. Yeah. I can't imagine it and even being worried about that. Yeah, but it's, it's a concern that they always have. Like, as long as you're subcontracting, then it's not an issue, right? So, and it's company to company. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing. And all I'm charging is a subscription base. So I'm not even involved in any of the payments in the background. Right. So and bring back to a point that we said before, um, like losing labor to other contractors. So what I've implemented, you know, like in those are all my concerns as well. Yeah. I've implemented a contract um, built into the platform. So when you first set up your um, your company, you have, there's a blank slate for a contract that you can copy and paste your contract in there and you save it and then you wait till, so let's say now I, I put my contract in there and I stipulate as well, no recruiting of my manpower, you know, will be allowed, you know, sometimes you can't do it forever, but you know, at least six months or something like that. Right. And you, you paste that in there. And then when the contractor sees your posts and say, I got two guys available for Wednesday, Thursday, like I want to get these guys, so let's and uh, they just click on uh, get contract or request contract. Okay. So you request contract, the contract pops up on their end. They sign digitally, sign their end, and then they hit send. That contract goes back to the to me now. Then I review it and I could tell who I'm dealing with. And if I know these guys, you know, are not legit or you know that they don't pay, there might be problems. You could decline it. Right. Or if you sign it, so you got to vet the business. That's you could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you can sign your side of the contract. And once you sign your contract and hit send, the communication starts. You got chat boxes on the platform. You can chat on, on the platform back and forth. Where, where am I sending these guys? Blah, blah, blah. And then you got all of the billing information you exchange between the two. It, and everything's all fair market value. And it is. Yeah. Like so with the union unionized, I got, I got different platforms or different modules for unionized. So I, I'm, I split the non-union with union. Okay. I also split the residential with the commercial. Okay. Right. So, add, so that way there's no crossover because I know unions don't want non-union to non-union companies to, well, no, actually they don't care actually if non-union get, get your guys because you're, you're still paying your guys. Yeah. But, but the union guys. Yeah. The, yeah. The union guys don't, want to be working for a non-union contractor yeah. or vice versa right yeah. so they can't either can they? so yeah yeah when you guys first heard about it what were your thoughts for me personally i thought it was a great idea just because sometimes we struggle to get <clears throat> enough trades on site when we have a lot of jobs go at the same time knowing that he can get extra manpower at any given whim i'm not afraid to award him more work i can give him multiple projects because I know he'll be able to get workers now to fill them. Is that Where your number one concern on projects and moving forward with deliverables 
is the manpower that's associated with the project that equipment as well yeah okay. uh, so, sometimes it's definitely a concern for me because a lot of it's hard for companies to say no sometimes they'll win a bid and then they get the work if they don't have the manpower they won't tell me now i i like to believe that i have a good relationship with a lot of the trades i work with they'll tell me but sometimes they're not so when i run into those situations where i've ordered work where you know 20% through the project and all of a sudden the guys are not showing up I can ask them where's your guys They're like oh I'm too busy I'm too busy it's like no problem go to this guy he'll get you workers yeah. and even if he's not on my contract I know I can send him and like contractors and be like hey you know this guy needs more work he's telling me he can't get guys on site I need this project done can you help him out and then yeah. they can start their dialogue and hopefully get guys on site <laughs> that's the objective and then exactly when you first heard yeah I thought it was a brilliant idea considering what we'd gone through and we'd been sharing uh I, I know you don't like to use that term but we've been using other people it's easier labor. yeah <laughs> it's just easier yeah it, it felt good the only uh, issue not issue problem i thought he may have alex may have is dealing with the unions on it but he's done he's got through that hurdle so um and you know there's as long as we keep those uh, rules and regulations in play it's it's fair but you guys are well versed in those rules yeah yeah absolutely so yes. run by if them you want to break them you can break them but you're not yeah. Yeah, interested not. in breaking them you want to work with them and our guys yeah. are right you know they respect union or non-union it's just that you know they have to sign a contract as well with the union so they want to make sure that we're we're supporting them so we we make sure that we keep things uh, uh you know the way it's supposed to be he didn't tell you the full story of when i told him though right. one of his main concerns was me leaving nexus yes <laughs> <laughs> that's why well, he, he the, the two of us yeah but indirectly in, you'll be yeah. in helping yeah yes uh, yeah. like that's the whole objective here right mm -hmm. correct yeah so it's not really a negative at that point i guess the, the only thing that is the variable here is the actual person how do they get wind of this yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Like, because if you guys are starting this and then you're using it and it's working, how do these junior people, because they barely know the regular steps to get into the industry and who to approach and who to talk to. Yeah, so it's not really guided for the indiv individual. It's more a contractor base. Yeah, but now right. you, you're still, you're the scout. Um, well, no, I'm... I'm he still has to... I'm, he has to... Yeah, I'm he, the middle guy for the contractors, yeah. so... You, so you're talking about trying to get my product out to the young No, no, generation. not trying to get the product out. Yeah. Trying to get that the fact that there's a product out yeah. in the market yes. to the people that need to use this Correct. product yeah. to get the work. Yeah. So there's a missing link there. Like well, that, this, this, yeah. this is it, why it we're is, here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think it's so that, hard to adopt. Yeah. Like you get these kids that already know so much or so little, depending on how you look mm -hmm. at it, about the construction industry. And like, like yeah. you said it earlier. How, where do I start? Where yeah. do I begin? Who do I talk to? How do I do get, get into the union? Where do, yeah. I get my, my, where do I go to school? All that stuff, right? I don't think all, yeah. though, is intended to bring more people in because then that is another responsibility that, uh, you know, the unions, from our perspective, are. I think it's the colleges, like you were talking about, getting them into high school. Introducing Alt Labor Solutions, the game changer for contractors and laborers. Are you a contractor needing skilled labor or have labor in need of a quick shift? Or how about buy, sell, or rent tools, material, and equipment? Connect effortlessly with contractors and find resources hassle-free through Alt Labor's online platform. Post job listings with project details and choose the right person for the job. Alt Labor Solutions revolutionizes the labor industry with a user-friendly interface, secure payments, and a supportive team. Visit altlaborsolutions.com and start connecting with other contractors today.
or getting that thought at a younger age, uh, just, I think, breaking that barrier of what people think construction is all about is yeah. the biggest hurdle. Um, but Alt is not the platform to bring uh, trade people in. Or, well, or in a way, it, it, not apprentices. No. But if you are a, con or a, a worker, skilled. skilled worker, yeah, with your license, and you want to open up your own company, you can utilize Alt yep. to be a filler for in between your jobs when you're first getting startup. So I want to start. Which you'll need. Yes, hundred yep. percent. Yeah. Right, and so you start a business, you start quoting jobs, you're dead for two weeks. Put yourself out on the platform. You know, as long as you're registered, uh, WSIB and uh, uh, COI certificate of insurance we we, we have check, sign off. we have check boxes on the platform that you have so the acquiring contractor can actually see if you have WSIB or not and then you can request it through the chat box after when you get it like send me your WSIB and everything uh, but if they, they don't check those boxes you may not you know sub out your your workers right so I'm still open to having those people on there but you know it's it's up to the um, the acquiring contractor basically to to choose but but to me it's like some people that are are reluctant of starting a business you know like at when i first started nexus with david here we were sitting in the same room at our previous employer and you know we're like we're pretty much running the show here and you know then he says let's let's meet for lunch and we'll go to lunch and start talking about it and a year later you know we've we, we started right well your, and, your first problem was getting sales getting no, contracts. actually, no. no see, this, this is where, see, we did a whole business plan together. And what happened was that we didn't ac account for the contractors to follow us. Yeah. Right. And what happened when we left is that we were inundated with contracts. Right. Everybody's like, you guys were the face of your previous employer. We dealt with you guys all the time. We want to deal with you. And what happened also is that the so we were at one company and then it sold to a larger company. Yep. And when that happened, our previous company kind of let go of the small guy because it was a bigger company. Now we're going to the bigger contractors. Okay. When we went after those small guys that went behind and we knew them all. So we got those guys on board and we also got whoever we were dealing with at the larger company. So our, our business plan kind of went out the door because we didn't account for so much business coming yeah. in right away. So our overhead was huge on tools, ladders, equipment. You know, the one. But that's the sheet metal mechanical trade. You guys have the most amount of toys that you need to do. <laughs> oh, that most expensive equipment. Most expensive, yeah. Too. You know? yeah. And yeah. Like yeah. we, we actually uh, one of our I think it was our third job, local thirty, um, actually helped us out because we registered with the union. Because you know, before with the previous employer, like the the, the smaller guy, we weren't union. But when we joined the big company, we, we all became union. Then we kind of know all the players now. Like we, we were debating if we we're going to go union, but like, well, everybody we know now is union, plus, right? The guys plus that a lot on. of the work downtown, you have to be either yeah. unionized or yeah. equal to a unionized. Triple A class buildings are mandated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then after after that, then we were like, um, we were we were when we were talking about um, you know our business plan and all that. So we were inundated, yeah. to, like you said, with. Uh, with clients so our business plan went out the window because you know it was a graduated oh, step um but uh we it's a went, good problem to have but it is but you, you, you still have to have the capital to do it and but uh, local 30 yeah. it was our third job out and they gave us a job and we attacked it but yeah. knowing the the players like the suppliers and and uh their subcontractors 
has nothing to do with how they're going to treat you now because now all these big contractors or uh, suppliers, you have to get credit checks now. You have to start yeah. all over. Yeah. So Local 30 gave us a job that we were replacing 12 rooftop units. Yeah. So we went to York, knowing York because I dealt with them at, at my other company. All of a sudden, we had to pay that money up front. Yeah. It was $72,000 when we first got the gate. Yeah. Right? And so then we... we I had a conversation with Local 3. I said, listen, this is what I'm up against. You know, like, how can you help me out? You know, and they're like, send an invoice. You'll get paid in 10 days. Yeah. I'm like, that was great. So we fronted the money, sent the invoice in, got the work done, got paid in 10 but days. That, that still happens. That still happens. You know, HVAC yeah. is an incredible industry. You can have accounts with, you know, 20, 30 different uh, manufacturers, but it takes the one, you know, out of the yeah. States from somewhere at a $75,000 cost and all of a sudden you've got to put that up front yeah. Yeah. these guys they, you know it's like every industry you know it's 30 60 90 days yeah those were instant so um you don't but have that's not the norm um no no, no. and no. It, what's I, the max 120 uh not you, for us honestly we put that 30 on invoices but and you're getting you're getting paid you're, getting that, that, you're getting 90 120 <laughs> yeah. days yeah. I've, we've completed say. full jobs Tenants have moved months, in, and we haven't even got a penalty. Yeah. A year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's a crazy oh, yeah. industry. It's insane right now. What's the reasoning behind that pay like schedule? A lot of it is deficiencies. They think you can hold money back to clear deficiencies, but it's against the Ontario regulations. Well, it's against know. the federal regulations. There's yeah. a new legislation, that the Free Pay or Fair Pay Act, yeah. that came in and, yeah. and basically had a bit of steam and then. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing to it. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because as yeah. soon as you implement that against that, yeah, the client's is, client, they're yeah, like, "All right, I'm never working with you again," and exactly. you don't want to do that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. I want to get paid, but I can't push them because then I won't do yeah. more work with them. So it's these like, guys have yeah. the, the you know property owners, which are you know Brookfields, Cadillac, Fairviews. They're not going to change no. their system. They take forever to pay. Yeah. I've completed gonna. full jobs and not got a penny yeah. for it, and I've had to pay out all the trades already. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands, you're sometimes million. a lot at that. Moment. A lot, yeah. It's, it's a challenge that we have to deal with, like this year, especially. And that's not normal. Yeah, but general contractors will will mostly just pay one, get paid. Yeah, and that's how they. That's but then there's do. friction on site, right? Exactly. Oh, and now is, you're yeah. asking them and to and start the next. And it's not like we want mm -hmm. to create the friction. The yeah. problem is for us, our labor is paid weekly. Yeah, and you got to buy all the yeah. equipment up front, right? And yeah. Well, some <laughs> well of, some sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but your suppliers might be giving you a net 30 at that They point. work with you. Maybe, well, right? 60 days, they lock you out. Yeah. 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 Hard. Yeah. Hard. Even like the Johnson Because they've controls. been down that road. Everybody's been down this road. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But like the larger companies like York and Johnson Controls and all them, like They're 30 they, days. they deal with so many contractors and everybody's in the same boat. They don't pay until they get yeah. some, some money, right? And they with us you. being a smaller contractor, sometimes it's challenging to pay within 60 days. And then, because that's when you're getting your money. Yeah. And what I've noticed recently is that they're invoicing on the 15th. So, yeah, so we lose 15, 15 days. days. Yeah. So our 60 days is their 45. Or sorry, for them is, six, uh, is 60 and it's 45 for us. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't bill until the end of the month. They're billing mid-month, right? And I brought that up yeah. to their attention. I said, you're, you're billing us halfway through and I can't bill for another 15 days. So... You know, if I don't get paid for 60, 90 days, and, like, you guys are locking us out at 60 days, and and then you use it against us that we're not showing up on site, you know, so we have to scrounge up the funds just to, to pay them off, and then, okay, yeah, they're it's, on site it's, now. It's, a, it's not a winning yeah. It's not a winning. Are, uh, are most, <clears throat> most people getting into, because you guys, I would say HVAC-wise is the number one trade. 
I would say so. I grew up I, like I did electrical. For, I'm not an HVAC guy. I just I did it for 20 years, and if mean? I can go back, I would go back and become an well, HVAC we, guy. It's the most appealing too for younger people because they, that's the most technically advanced. I have a cousin that came to work for us, and he spent the summer with us doing plumbing. And I said to him, "If you want to get into this industry, you're not coming in as a plumber. You've, you've got a university degree. You're, you're, you're smart. You can work through problems." So he apprenticed as an HVAC guy, and he in ten years he's in, out and selling HVAC. So he, you know, it was a career for him, and he's done well. So it is, it is the most technically advanced of all the trades. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think. say it's the easiest. There's a lot of hardships attached to it. There's yeah. a lot of work. There's a lot of knowledge that you need to know. But I mean, you guys just discussing the bare bones business here. Yeah. Do most people that get into HVAC, do they eventually want to be an owner operator? I would say in all trades, they're the same. Uh, mm. A lot, no, a lot of, mm. like in the commercial industry, they want to be account executives. Yes. Okay. So the, they, they go into buildings and they do their maintenance and they get to yeah. know the building operators. And eventually. Service. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then you, you get to know your building operators and then you become close to them and then you can actually start selling them more and more. And at, in the field, you're actually selling the work. So they can become an account ex- executive. And do it's that more natural for that position, right? You're right. And then have your own, uh, em, uh, empl- or I guess uh, not your own employees, but your own staff to take care of those buildings. Yeah. And but not have the yeah. not have the out. And you do the office work. Yep. And then you, you just, it's you're very not, appealing. Yeah. You're not funding it, is, yeah. it. Yeah. and you're still making more than what you would get in the off field. the tools. And yeah. yeah, I'm sure there yeah. are some that eventually natural like, progression as you age. Like yeah. if if you get into the office and you become an account executive, then you start learning more about the office, right? So. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was going with it. I, yeah. was, I was just trying to figure out, like you just said, it, it, like the natural progression yeah. of what a tradesperson getting into this trade, how, what, are, mm. what are their challenges, right? But then also on the flip side, why do they get out of it? Yeah. I personally wanted to get off the tools just because my body was breaking down after doing it for... So it was a physical. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like when you're 20, nothing, you can do it, it all day, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit your 30s, it starts to hurt, and in your mid-30s, it's like, <laughs> all right. How do I get off the tools? And that's when I made my transition. Yeah. Um, when I was young, well, I was younger and I was in a sheet metal background and um, I had some health complications. I had to get a couple of hip replacements. I'm a 23 and 25, oh, both wow. hips done. Um, so you basically- were well off the tools at that point. Yeah, so what happened with my first hip replacement, um, I went on, like, when, when I was in the hospital, I did my whole uh, recovery and all that but I couldn't be on the tools right away. So my boss asked me, he says, can you help me estimate? So he brought me in the office, I started estimating. So I got to learn how to do that, right? And- Was it easy for you? It was, yeah. Yeah. If you sheet metal, it, if you sheet metal was easy job, for me. It becomes, <clears throat> if you can see it in your head, yeah. that part becomes easy. Yeah, so especially being in the field already. And so I used to renovate houses before. It was one of the first jobs I got when I moved to Toronto. And we would do everything except for HVAC systems and um, and electrical. We tore down houses, we built them right back up, we did everything. And uh, so I got to learn a lot in that aspect. And then I was throwing out resumes, the guy wasn't paying me a fair wage anymore. I, <coughs> excuse me, I insulated two houses within a day. <laughs> okay. Alone. I just whipped it up, insulated it, and he came that. And then he says, okay, he says, now that you're done this house, go to the next one. I said, I already did that one. And he was floored, <laughs> right? And he's like, what do you mean? And he said, you didn't believe me. We went over there, you know, and then uh, he says, wow. He says, you did really great, right? And I just didn't stop. And the problem I had, too, was 
being in pain with my hips and all that, I didn't stop. I just kept on going, right? And if I stop, I would seize up. So then I asked him, you know, like, you only pay me $10 an hour. Like, it's got to be worth more, right? Eventually, you know, so then it was kind of a slap in the face. I got my paycheck. It was 25 cents raise, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, I threw out a bunch of resumes out there, you know. That's where he's <clears> on <throat> value. That's right, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a lot for this guy, and, and I work my ass off, you know. Like, I don't fuck around when I go on a job site. You know, I get shit done. And anyway, so I started throwing resumes out, and then this guy calls me. And he says, uh, he says, have you done any mechanical work? Like, yeah, I went. I said, I changed the motor out of my truck. This and that. And he, says, he starts laughing. He's mechanical. So they didn't say mechanic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. I didn't understand, right? So, and it's he's the like, same. Yeah, it's the same, right? So he says, oh, let's meet, right? So we met, and that's when he hired me on the spot. So I have my resume of being a uh, uh, bricklayer, uh, bricklayer's uh, son and all that there. And then uh, he's, and he's, he asked me, too. He said, it was a Thursday. We, we come out of the Tim Hortons. He's like, um, when do you want to start? I look at him like, right now. <laughs> he says, what do you mean, right now? He says, it's 9 o'clock. I'm like, so? I'm like, I want a job. I want, I want to work right now. You know, I have to pay bills. I, I moved down from Sudbury. I, I got no money. I'm like, let's go, right? He says, okay. He picks up the phone, calls the foreman. He says, hey. He says, I got somebody who's on his guy. way down. And I heard him, too. He says, what do you mean, right now? Doesn't he want to start Monday? I said, no, I'm like, how many days? It's still today and tomorrow. Like, let's go, right? So he's like, go. He says, you're willing to work? Do it, right? How many times do you guys hear that? Never. 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 That doesn't happen? Uh, right when, now? when I wanted to become an electrician, I offered the company that I worked for for 10 years. I was like, I'll work the first week for free. If you don't like me, send me home. So yeah. the first day, at the end of the first day, he's like, you're hired. Just come in the next day. He's like, you don't have to do the whole week. He's like, I can see what you did. I was an apprentice. Like I trust you, but I was willing to give him the week because yeah. I was that desperate just to get in. I just wanted to How get in somewhere. Well, I, my when I started, when I was eighteen. Were you going to say so. era? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to be. <laughs> I just missed that period that you're talking about, where you actually had to pay for your apprenticeship. So when I first started, I made seventy nine dollars oh. a week, um, <laughs> and that that was paid. I was paid in cash. And for my whole apprenticeship, and when I left uh, the same company at the fifth year when I became a um, uh, licensed plumber, um, I was making $179. Wow. <laughs> when you left? When I left. So as a Five years year, later. Wow. Five years later. So, wow. yeah, it wasn't a huge, like, the, 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 the transition. This would have been 80s? Oh, no. Yeah, oh. It's 80, yeah, you're right. It would have been, so, yeah, about 81, 82. Yeah. No, it was earlier than that. It was, yeah, 79. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't... was thought of then. No, you weren't. <laughs> um, but the, the, it's interesting, the transition from uh, apprentice, first, second, or third, um, is substantial in our industry now. And yeah. uh, so y you go from first to second, and you see, what, $12 an hour jump? Yeah. Which is uh, a pretty substantial pay increase. Oh, yeah. so, that means that, you know, it might not be a mortgage, but it might be, uh, you know, guaranteed rent or, or a new vehicle or, or you know, good savings uh, for a young person. If they're smart, it would be a savings and planning for the future. Exactly. Right? Yeah. If yeah. they're paying attention to the Joneses, then it's uh, a new, brand new six-figure yeah. truck or something, yeah, exactly. van or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's not what you should be doing today. But no. I, I'd love to talk about, we know it's, I think it's a one to four ratio for every four leaving, only one's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is really terrible to hear, right? Which yeah. is just going to make it more challenging for 
getting labor. Yeah. It's, it's How do we, like, that's where I go back to. It's not about the high schools anymore. It's really about trying to get the older generation to still mm. mentor the younger and to make it appealing yeah. to that middle segment is missing. Like we know there's a lot of late twenties, early thirties coming in, but there's a lot of late fifties, sixties getting out. Mm. And then there isn't anything going on in the forties. Well, I think it's, it's, it touches on a couple of things. They're the reason why we're not keeping that, that age group in the business is because one of two things, they are starting their own business and they're out of the field. Or in our case, uh, you know, during COVID, the guys that were in their late 50s and, and felt the same way you did, Kevin, that, you know, it's a little, uh, I'm getting along in, a little long in the tooth and my body's not doing it. Mm-hmm. COVID kind of pushed a lot. Just before yes. COVID, if yeah. I remember, Local 30 already had a, massive uh, they were looking at 500 retirees from what i heard with no replacement with no replacement, with no replacement. Yeah. Yeah. and then covid hit and, and they're then all a like lot of a lot of people early. retired yeah. early yeah. yeah is that announced to all the members like no ev- no so why isn't that information shared well no, i think the industry knows it yeah. it's just and in, in i think it was a, a mistake of them not forecasting it yeah and i think the industry especially with like baby boomers and all that because there's a lot more older generation that were retiring and then that kind of s- stemmed down to like every year after that you know there's more and more retiring but not more and, and more and coming it's in. not just this country right. it's just not this no, 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 everybody this, anybody this, involved i've spoken to many people outside of north america it's europe it's all over and it's the same problem it's a yeah. it's the 11 12 con- uh, countries that were involved in world war ii you know baby boomers are dying we're all i'm the last bit of the baby boomers and and uh, we're retiring and and, and that's so should it. we not be educating everybody that's in construction, letting them know that for every four leaving, one's coming in? But yeah. even as as scary as that stat is, about 500 retiring and nobody came in. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's either you look at scaling down your businesses, but in your case, your you business can't. I'm scaling up. is still <laughs> yeah. growing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know for yeah. a fact that Toronto has the most cranes in this country. Right yeah. now, more than any bigger city in the states, like yeah, combined, like combined. the top combined. five. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like it's if we've got this much work is happening, then we need the workforce. Yeah. But if five hundred going and nobody's coming in, I, th- I believe they're yeah. they're they're banking on the immigration rates because they're increasing it. We do need um, recently. I've hired the last three hires have been immigrants. Um, yeah. Within the last, the stats hmm. are on the immigrants. I would love are actually going into construction so, yeah. that are actually being productive in construction. Yeah. Mm. Well, well yeah. I, I got to tell you that program that we had in our first company, it was quite uh, quite a success from my perspective. If we can get back there to it, and what you mentioned about the I- immigration, we do need in this country, you know, five hundred thousand people coming in. The problem is we don't have enough housing, so that we've got this you know, Achilles heel right there. And uh, it doesn't matter how good and how long they stay in the trades. If you can't get them here in the first place, you're not going to get the volume. Well, into they the can't tra- live here. In no. The and, and if, yeah. and they can't get a can't or leave. mortgage or rent. And, and who, who's yeah. buying a house, a first-time house of $1.5 well, million? You know, it's, it's not, it's not happening, especially when you're yeah. coming with... So there's a lot of people coming in, but there's a lot of people going out. Yeah. yeah. They're not staying put, right? So we're it, losing people. I, that's why I want them to go. It's nice to do the media bite where we got a million came in, and but yeah. okay, how many of those are staying? Yeah. How many of them went into construction? How, how many, many come to Ontario? Homes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Mo- well, we know for a fact the majority of them are in Ontario. Yeah. yeah. In this GTA area. Majority, yeah. yeah. Oh, 85% come to the GTA. Yeah. 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 Not like the 50s and 60s. That so I don't think there's an option to scale down anybody's business. Yeah. No. And I think with uh, what I've been told, too, I met with uh, Monty McNaughton's team, the labor minister, before he, before he resigned. 
Attention contractors, Alt Labor Solutions is here to transform the way you manage your workforce. Imagine having the power to share your skilled laborers on a temporary basis with fellow contractors who are in need. No unnecessary layoffs for your employees, and best of all, you get paid for the transaction. Alt Labor's innovative platform makes this possible and simplifies the process of lending your workforce, allowing you to collaborate seamlessly. Don't miss out on this game-changing opportunity. Visit them at altlabersolutions.com and discover the future of flexible labor management. Alt Labor Solutions, where collaboration drives success. Um, so then they're looking at the Alt Labor Solutions. I have showed them the product and they asked me, like, who do you think this benefits? All right, let's go down the list. You know, the employees. It, yes. Employees can work a full day's pay or a full week's pay and not miss out on any, any kind of uh, days off. The employer, the employee's an employee, they can maintain the relationship between the employee and employer. I get threats if my guy doesn't get 36 hours a week. If you can't keep me working, I'll go work with somebody else that can. You know, so for me, this platform means a lot. If I can get a, get a lot of users on there, I can make sure that my guys are working. If not, I'm reaching out to other contractors. Can you can you use a couple guys? And that's what I've been doing so far because some of them aren't on. Is it on easy the to give them those thirty six hours? Is it mm-hmm. uh, most or is most it a challenge? No, most, most weeks most it is most time of the as year. As long as you're, especially on the sheet metal side, as long as you're organized, and we try to. It's what is challenging is knowing what work you're going to get when you're bidding a job. Okay. Right. So you almost have to overload yourself a bit to keep your guys busy. Right, and if you if you don't overload yourself, then your guys are sitting at home, right? Uh, so she metals a yeah. different trade again. You, as yeah. she, Alex said earlier, you need three or four days. You you go in, yeah. you measure your job. It has to be made up. You Plumbing, you call and say, yeah. I need two more lanes. They deliver while you're working. Exactly, on exactly. I love so, saying that. Yeah. So <laughs> when he says overload, it means you have to schedule more jobs in yeah. that yeah. period. That, and it, it is challenging as a business yeah. owner to to understand when the sweet spot is on how you're pricing, yeah. you know, cause sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll price all, let's say we're, we're throwing like 20% markup on your, all your jobs. That's, that's kind of a percentage that you're going to win it or you're going to lose it. Yeah. Right. You're kind of in between, but I'm busy right now. So I'm going to keep my market up high, but then all of a sudden, Oh, my guys are finishing off the jobs. No new POs are coming in. Then you start pricing everything at 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then all the 10% stuff comes to you and later we, on, and, and then now you're over busy. And you're, it, it's, it's a very sensitive game on how to, yeah. how, how to actually understand that's where construction you're going, right? It's yeah. just highs and lows yes. constant. Yeah. My 20 years, that's, I've, I've noticed that across every industry I've been in. Yeah. It's, there's highs and lows, and you can never forecast it correctly. No, <laughs> it's no it's, and it's tough because uh, what we were talking about <clears throat> earlier in the sense that uh, of uh, your cost, so you're gearing up for a large job. All of a sudden, now you have to throw that much more capital to yep. the job, and you know your yep. your overhead is st- sticks at thirteen, fourteen. Ours does anyways, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen percent. Um, you know that just jacks that up. So now yep. you're not making that money. Yet. And when you say twenty percent, that's not including our overhead, right? Yep. Our overhead. So it, it it is a sweet spot, and it's one or two degrees our percentage marks that you can lose the job, or gain it, and or that costs you money because you're putting that much more on it if it's a larger yeah. job. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it is a real su- sweet spot. Going back to my uh, meeting with uh, Monty's team there. So anyway, so one of them was the employee, employer, um, the uh, acquiring contractor, you know, that's a benefit to him, uh, to that company so that, you know, you can finish your jobs in time. You get extra labor for a limited time. It could be a day, it could be a week, it could be two weeks, however, right? 
Um, I lent a couple of guys out uh, right before school started because the contractor I deal with, you know, he's involved in finishing schools and schools are very challenging on schedule, yeah. right? Because they threaten, they threaten back charges if you're not meeting the deadline. And Lots so of threats in construction. Right? It, it is, yeah. <laughs> well, they need to meet the schedule because of, you know. Liquidity damages. Yeah. So there. let's use the word deliverable. Deliverable, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, so then they're like, well, you're forgetting something. Who would this would benefit? I'm like, all right, let me, let me have it. Ontario's GDP. Yeah, 100% it will. I said, all right, well, I said, I didn't, being where I am, I didn't think of that, but talking to you guys, and if you guys think this is, you know, can enhance uh, Ontario's GDP, then, you know, like, help me out here, right? So they I didn't it recently drop. I'm not sure. I thought it recently, I saw somewhere. Yeah, it's because they didn't buy into uh, alt labor solutions. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but you're, you're right, is that they're not feeding the right, trough i guess yeah yeah so monty monty was active on on meeting with unions and other contractors and that but i don't think that the he was solving the issue at hand you know and i'm looking at as that our our manpower is not being scheduled properly out there and if you have guys sitting at home then those guys could be utilized elsewhere right and let's let's tap into that market who knows Ooh. how many guys are sitting at home today? Just, I get a little, little uh, like Med Medcan. Have you ever seen their format? No. It's private, uh, private practice of medical uh, medicine. Okay. So, uh, how I understand it is, they are just masters at scheduling cancellations. So they they have so many doctors that are involved in their organization. If they have a cancellation next Tuesday, um, they let Medcan know, and Medcan has a certain you know um, clientele. And they just roll into that uh, that uh, cancellation. This is the same type of thing. If you know that you know next uh, Tuesday, you've only got work for the, the guys until that Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. She metal does work on Friday. Um, that you know we can we can sub them out somewhere else. Are we, are we fair to say that there's always work? Somewhere in everybody's yes. city. Yeah. I would believe so. Yeah, like there's yeah. got to be work yeah. all the oh, time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But is it is it the is it the business or the industry's eagle that's preventing? I don't want my guys going to that other job site. Well, it's a fear of loss in my mind. That's yeah. what it fear is, of right? loss. Yeah, because yeah. if they go yeah. and they love it that much more, exactly. they're not going to return. Exactly. That, that's yeah, the, that's it's like those fear. Jiffy apps. If you hire a handyman from Jiffy and you yeah. like them, yeah, I've I've done it a couple of times personally myself. They're like, hey, stop going through the app. Just come with exactly. me. Exactly. And if and you do, do that, Home Depot, somebody will come in and do it's a the same thing. Floor, the same thing, they'll yeah. say, yeah. You just call me direct. So yeah. with, with Alt, what with I... Alt, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, so with their contract, it's contractor to contractor, you know, agreement that, okay, if you put on there, you know, yeah. no recruiting my guys because I'm helping you out, right? And, you know, to me, I always like to say, like, we're back in the old days when a shake a hand is good enough, but it's not good enough these days, you know? Yeah. Engage in a contract. I do have rules and regulations. If, you know, somebody does complain <laughs> that, you know, that you stole a guy, then I'm going to kick you off the platform, basically. But right. isn't it like you want them to go because you mm. want them to also come back because yeah. Yeah. you'll have another place. And when they have it yeah. slow. I think, so, I think so you're going to force employers to be better to their employees because if you yes. treat them really well, they're going to mm. come back. If, yes. if you don't treat them well and someone else does and you sell them out for two, three days, yeah. then they're going to go to that company and be like, oh, maybe I'll learn a lesson. I'll treat them even better. I think ultimately well, like, you're actually making it better for the employees. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, you 
were willing to be hired right then and there. Yeah. To your point, you gave off a week, yeah. but you were hired after the first day. Exactly. So yeah. it's like if you've got a good employee, yeah. then they're they going to work here. here. They're going to work here. And to be very honest, to all the junior people that are getting started mm-hmm. in the business, you're only going to better yourself yeah. because now you get an yeah. opportunity to, to work with other people, other systems, other experiences that will benefit you in the end. Yeah. If you yeah. just stay stuck in one tunnel, Fine, you could become really good at your skill at that point, but can you imagine what you could become if you go It's, a, it's yeah. another side of that, though, is if you go back, you know, uh, not this generation by any stretch, um, and it, I don't blame them um, because the employer has to pull their weight as well, but if you look at the large uh, employers, people would stay in those organizations for 20, 30 years yeah. because there's some loyalty. Definitely. There was security, yeah. but there was loyalty, and I don't blame people for not having loyalty because I'm from a couple of points. So even if they're young, especially if they're young and they do want to experience more than just what we do or what you do, um, the attraction is to move to somebody else. Uh, and in our in- industry, there's no real fear of you being transient other than, you know, um, you worked one, if you've got been let go of several you know, different locations, then we look at, well, it's your issue, not the company's issue. If you're going every two or three years, we think, well, that's that's because they were on a big job for a year and or two years and, and they're moving to another they're job. They're looking for advancements as yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's hard to be loyal, especially if you're young, trying to get all the experience. I think the construction industry is where you look for the security. You don't yeah. necessarily look at the If you're a good worker, you, you'll have security. That's, yeah, exactly. It's just the bottom line. If you're, if you're interested in absorbing the knowledge and yeah. understanding the trade and bettering yourself, yep. there's always going to be There's work. always going to be work. Yeah. Always, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in Canada here. Yeah. 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 And if you're if if you're not good at what you do and you're just trying to take the easiest path at all times, you can join a union and they can float you through. But when times get slow and you get put on that list, you're going to be sitting there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like you're motivated to be good. Generation yeah. has definitely changed. When I grew up, we weren't treated that great as an apprentice. You're kind of yeah. shit on most of the time. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, it's like you can't do that to the apprentices because they'll be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, yeah. I'll go somewhere else. So you, you, yeah. the mentality has definitely shifted. I treat my guys a lot better. You know, like I like buying them coffees. I buy them T-shirts and hats. Even the workers, the contractors that we sub out, we give them T-shirts. They're like, what the hell? Why are you giving me this? I'm like, just appreciate your work. I'm not trying to like buy you. Yeah. Just appreciate your work. They're like, yeah. no one does this. I'm like, why not though? This is why people don't want to be in construction. So, like, we have to shift. You can never give out too much swag. You can never give out too (laughs) much, right? Anybody in construction will always think so. They will love it. Yeah. 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 Even just the coffee. They'll never look at it like, why did you get me that? We showed up on a site this morning early without coffee, and our guys let us have it. It was last minute. We didn't realize how close they were to here. So we just popped in. We're like, okay, we're ready. Surprise. Next time you come here, you're right. You were absolutely right. I think they yeah. just wanted to pick a bone. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, Maybe the day was going too well, and they just like, let's yeah. make it a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. At 6 o'clock, they, were, they had their own coffee in their hand already. Yeah, they already <laughs> had a couple, yeah. So what do you, you guys, there's a nice cross-section here, but what's the number one reason why a person leaves the trades? Hmm. Oh, I, I left leave the trade completely or leave the employer? Just leave the trade completely. I would have to think better probably a better else. opportunity. Yeah. In a different yeah. industry. Because I was in electrical, then I left for... Our sister company, which is like wireless charging, completely different industry, and it was it was a great opportunity for me. I was going to make less, and I knew that, but I saw it as a great opportunity to learn, expand, yeah. and then I end up going back into construction anyways. But yeah, that yeah, was the you reason. Had that experience, exactly. I think the main reason is just retirement. Well, I did it for one. something I thought was a different interest altogether. Uh, I got involved in politics and 
got back into construction. Didn't happened. you mention that in a recent podcast that construction and politics don't? Uh, well, I, I, well, I didn't I, because I, I lost thirty thousand dollars a, a year. Construction yeah. tradesperson. I guess I'm I'm trying to use my words wisely here. No, um, no. Is no. is not really corruptible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if they're really passionate, they love their skill, yeah. and they're really yeah. about the industry. And 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 I am saying that if you get into politics, you have to become corrupt. Yeah, because well, you have to bend. You don't. You don't have to become corrupt. And I left, but there's two or three, and I only say two or three because there was a ton more that you, what you said is absolutely correct. You bend to their way. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. that's the unfortunate thing because was this country and every country not built on an infrastructure of tradespeople right. building this city and all kinds of things. And it, at a time when people were passionate about building these things. Yeah. And now we're questioning whether or not to build these things, right? And that's, I think, from leadership coming right back to us where it's so much, why is there so much red tape? Why are there so many gatekeepers? Why is this all going on? Why can't we just look at the better of the entire? Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of the individual. I yeah. just find that, and, and it was, I, I've said it before, I think it was David Suzuki who was guest speaking keynote at a, a Suprema event and he was saying uh, he opened up his his speech by saying the purpose of a politician um from the time that they get elected is to be re-elected yeah that's Absolutely. their number yeah. one priority yeah, yeah. but that's not the purpose mm. of a politician no, no. that's where it should I go be serving us eh? exactly yeah. right so it's like the infrastructure the construction infrastructure the purpose of us is what we're delivering a product. We're yeah. building something. We're installing something, yeah. servicing something. We're contributing to building yeah. something, right? Yeah. That's the purpose of a tradesperson. But why is it that when it comes to these people who have these rules and regs or whatever, yeah. their purpose is to just stay in that Red position. tape it all, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Politics is... How long did you stay in politics? Dude? Um, I, I ran one a term in East York as a counselor and got involved in it from um, uh, kind of a back door kind of scenarios while I did it. And 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 I did some assisting in, in larger offices and, and such. So got people elected, and uh, the good thing is I met my wife that way. And uh, the, I got back into construction not there long after, and and to this day despise the political. It limits us. I have some great friends that were the most that are the most honest people. But I can tell you, especially at this place downtown Toronto, that horseshoe is, uh, you know, is exactly what people think it is. Yeah. I can count on one hand. And that's what I was saying, is that if you get a tradesperson who wants to come in, like, listen, I, you get enough tradespeople in this country in particular, we will solve the housing oh, yeah, problem. 100%. I guarantee you we will solve yeah, it. 100%. First thing you have to do is get rid of the politicians. Yeah, like even even some of the, the people coming in are qualified electricians and plumbers in other countries, and then when they come here, they have to restart from zero, yeah. which makes yeah. no yeah. sense. No to sense me. to me. Like, okay, maybe not zero, but make make them a third or fourth year, so this way it's only one or two, and they're back. I do not think that you could take a tradesperson from another country and put them into this scenario and just it would be a sl- yeah, no, you quick have to evaluate up. and see where they are. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, they would have to adapt on how things yeah. work. But I don't think it will take that long. No, you're absolutely sure. But we have. 
inspectors. We have rules. We have regulations that will yeah. ensure that the quality of work is still being exercised uh, wow. to the right. Yeah. I wouldn't put them. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I wouldn't put them as a foreman <laughs> to start or yeah. no, no, no. But the thing is, I think yeah. for them to adopt it is going to be pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, if they've oh, already absolutely. experienced it certain ways. Yeah. And also, why are we not as a nation paying attention to? how these other countries are doing their systems, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like electrical and HVAC is slightly different in the UK and Europe and everything like that, but mm -hmm. it's still applicable oh, to 100%. the work that's in hand here. There's a reason why this show is listened to outside yeah. of Canada, <clears throat> and I'm still dumbfounded by it, but I'm, I, I, I realize <laughs> that we still speak the same language. Yeah, the basics, yeah. the base yeah. is still there. Yeah. You know, the so final so outcome might be slightly up, different. And it should be almost like, okay, go spend time with Kevin. Go spend time yeah. with, with you guys. And all of a sudden, yeah, I could totally assess But I think it's person. essential yeah. that we have certifications that we have. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, totally. You know, I, I've had but two But I think they experiences. will pass those really quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had two experiences. Once with with a immigration immigrant family that we've helped in our neighborhood. And he felt he had no specific trait, but he felt he could do the whole kit and caboodle. And it scares me when someone says, I'm an electrician, HVAC, and plumber, and, you're, and he's 27 years old. You know, I'd he, be a little he, nervous. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I had <laughs> yesterday a new product coming into this country, and it's been around for 50 years, and they want to come in. And they still don't understand the conversion between the 230, 16 amp, and the 110 15 amp and I'm thinking hold on a second you've been in this business for 50 years in your country and you're coming here and 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 have no knowledge of our country and you're going to flog your product and so that scares me um we have regulations and certifications for a reason and we all know what it costs us to pay insurance uh, and I'll, uh, I see that uh, as much more than most. And we don't want to use it. And we don't, but we end up having to use it. And, yeah. and when we go to the inspectors nowadays, the inspectors are super inspectors that have a three-month training program and, you know, can't talk apples to apples. And, uh, you know, that scares me as well. So we do have to put them on the right track. I'm sure that, you know, if we had different regulations in medicine, you want to make sure they're up to date here before they do heart surgery. Um, so anyway, I, I think, I think, yeah. I think we're all on the same page where yeah. it's like, I think if you put a system in place where you can test the individual, right, yeah, absolutely. whether Just they're shadowed by somebody yeah. and they spend time with them and they go, listen, and also to be very honest, I'd, I'd enjoy and embrace that conversation because now you as a Canadian can actually yeah. ask the questions of them and what yeah. they do and where they came from. Yeah. 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 And so you can be knowledgeable at that point because you never know with your life situation, maybe you pick up and you decide to move somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a trade and now you can go to someplace else and guess what? You can get a position in that country now. Yeah, yeah 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and, and you know, our, our country is moving. If you look at what's happening with the fossil fuels and the consumption tax and everything else, um, you know, the pushing of heat pumps and electricity, we're, we're lucky in this country to have the natural resources we have. You know, Quebec's got more hydro than most of Europe. Um, you know, so we, we, we've got to understand exactly where they're coming from, what the new things are that we can intake in. We probably consume a little more than what we actually need to. Oh, this is North America. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're not of the mindset of... a bit of sarcasm of, there. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, which is, the, yep. like, do we really, like, before, off mic, we had started, you guys were telling me about a project that you guys were working on that had, you know, five figures in the square footage count, yeah. and it was a family of six at the most, right? And I'm yeah. just like, I don't, I don't eight, get it. Eight chillers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eight children. They had rooftop units, four rooftop units on the house for a home, yes. for a home, and that okay. was just feeding the second floor and the um, and the attic. 
So there's a little bit of indulgence here. Like people, yeah. you don't need the, you don't need these structures for yeah. residential. You don't need them, but no. yeah. they do it right. And I just that's why I started thinking about this younger generation coming in. Is there like too much, and they're just overwhelmed? It's kind of funny how it's just traits. A lot of people look at it as blue collar. It's just traits, yeah. but so there's a more. lot of skill and there's a lot of yeah. work involved and experience and you need to know and then you still need to know the business side yeah. of the business it's, i think construction is still very archaic in a lot of ways and like oh, if yeah. you're a young generation i'd find that so exciting to like bring in the new technology a new way of yeah. looking at stuff and then capitalizing on it because a lot of people are like old school and they haven't and not, <laughs> uh, you not you but it's just like <laughs> just old school in general and they don't want to learn the new way so if someone yeah. can yeah. come and capitalize but on you know that, uh, i feel like we're doing that already problem solving <laughs> yeah. is problem solving it doesn't matter what industry you're in yes. it just happens in, in construction that you you have to sit there and think about you go through a process of elimination and that yeah. process of elimination could be used in just about any industry yeah, but that's where the challenges are. That I'm, I'm saying that these these individuals coming in, yeah, yeah. should embrace them, yeah. and then find individuals like yourselves to understand that I could be educated that way. And even with alt, that makes sense because I, I truly believe it's a benefit to go from employer to employer to employer. Yeah, oh, you're going to get the individual such a cross section right. of experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one thing I, I'm going to push as well is that the employer uh, actually uh, get into a contract with the employee. For the employee not to jump ship and and a lot of the guys if the guy is no good especially in union side you're not going to put him on the platform you're just going to throw him back at the hall right if yeah. times are slow and but these are the, these are the guys that you want to keep and that want to stay here like i tried to recruit another guy from like i just word of mouth he's like he's not working right now just how he's sitting at home give him a shout trying to get him over here he says oh, i really love the company i'm at you know he says like i don't know if it's greener on the other side but I really love it. I said, listen, I said, I'll pay you what you're getting paid. Like, I can't really pay you more, whatever. But if you don't want it, I, I respect that you're loyal to this company. But that's the type of guy that you know he's loyal. I have really loyal guys in my company. That have been Some of the guys actually were apprentice under me. And they're working as a, a foreman now. And that guy won't leave me. I know that. I could put him on the platform. I'm sure that he's never going to be on that platform he because he's the value. He's he's the the best guy out there and he's going to be the value, right? And but for me the the guys that are loyal that you don't the employers don't want to get rid of and that they know that they're going to stick together and you put them on the platform. I have guys that you know threaten me to leave if they don't get 36 hours, but if I keep them 36 hours, they respect me for that. So I I throw them out or not throw them out, sorry, I throw them to other contractors and then they still, I still pay them 36 hours. So the they're, they're happy. The guys want minimum 36? Well, they that's the union hours? rate. Okay. That's the union hours. So it's four nines, and then they don't work Fridays. So yeah. that's the plumbing. That, that's plumbing and, sheet, and sheet metal, metal and yeah. plumbing, right? Yeah. Sheet metal and plumbing. You know, so then uh, HVAC is different. Uh, the, those are five eights. So they work to Fridays. There is, you can bring them in on four eights and a four. But you know what? You're paying extra parking. You're paying yeah, zone allowances. It makes no sense. Right? For four hours, you don't, you're not very, that not productive for four hours, right? But. Some projects actually demand a foreman on site, like larger projects, because if there's questions between other trades, yeah. every other trade is working on the Friday, yeah. and then we'll throw a foreman and say, okay, go in for four hours, you know, and We, we uh, did a study, actually, on how many hours we get out of it during the, the certain type of shifts, and we were getting less than an hour and a half of production on a Friday morning, on a Friday That's why you guys cut out Friday. Friday half day, you were getting less than an hour and a half? Yeah. 
makes sense. It does make sense because their focus is elsewhere. Their focus, especially yeah. working till noon. Yeah. You know, well, I've got the car packed. you get started, you're like, oh, I'm out of here. I got yeah. the car yeah. packed, ready to go to the cottage. Yeah. yeah. Makes it easier on the office staff, too, when the guys are off on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to hear all the other trades complaining that you guys are off on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where are these guys? Why are they yeah. off on Friday? Right. Would it be better for the whole industry just to go four nines? Um, I think it's essential. I personally some. think so. Yeah. You think so? But I the think thing well, is, the, a lot of the that. guys want more hours. That's the thing. So they won't do it. Um, yeah. The culture that sheet tens. metal and you start as an apprentice, so they're they're conditioned that way. A lot of other guys are like, "Can I work Saturday?" <laughs> they ask me, "Can yeah. I work Saturday?" Yeah. yeah. Like I don't mind. But that our biggest pro- complaint about the four days is uh, from GCs typically. Yeah. No, it drives and, me uh, crazy. I've, we've won. <laughs> we've won jobs and clients over based on the fact that. Other companies wouldn't show up on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. No, it drives me crazy when I'm trying to do a push and I need yeah. you guys there. You're not yeah. there. Um, but you know, we've learned to adjust our schedules to accommodate that, right? Uh, a lot of these other guys don't do that, and then but if they everybody scramble. went on four nines, wouldn't it be a more efficient industry? I think so. It would be more efficient for the employer because, the, as Alex says, the amortization of the costs is better. Um, we have to yeah. pay their parking, you know, travel. All that stuff. So if they're from in one area versus another area union, we have to pay that. And so, but for non-union, like they'll work, they'll work forty-four hours, right? Yeah. Five eight. So yeah. I don't think it's uh, yeah. That's kind of the standard. That's yeah. that's how I was raised up in non-union, and yeah. I have, I would work sixty eighty hours, and you know, like it's just not. I was just we have working, still have guys that but that. change to unionize, and you're you're promised you're. When you go from non-union to union, you're promised double time after 36. So if you're working the 60 hours a week wow. and you look you're like, oh, I could go double time, anything over 36. So in your mind, you're calculating that you're going to get double time. You join the union. What happens is that you're limited to 36 hours. Yeah, now, they won't let you. Right? We're going to hire more guys from the hall now that we're union yeah. and we're going to just have more staff. But you're not getting overtime. We can't afford double yeah. time. Right? It's not time and a half like you're non-union, you know. So, but uh, but some of the guys realized that that wasn't the case, and our other, other company, um, the plumbers actually went unionized because somebody brought them in and sold them the story that all the hours over thirty six, you're getting double time, and you no know, came up, you're not getting any. So they actually got a pay cut. Yeah. All right. Do you guys feel that? I mean, I want to get a little bit back onto political. Would it benefit the construction industry? if they gave us more incentives to have people work more. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying, so if, what if, if you... If you're the, talking politically, I think the biggest advantage is, is what you were talking about earlier, which was to streamline our um, permit, uh, well, not, yeah. just per, not just permit process, but in, from a development just zoning perspective. everything, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, if you can... Yeah. The average simple zoned location is taking 18 months too long to, yeah. to, to, and it, it's the longest in north america and i think that i've heard that it's the longest in in the world our process we've done that bad it, we've, we're doing that badly so i think it starts there right from the get-go and then our uh, permit process the review of a permit process in toronto has become fairly streamlined but is still so cumbersome it's ridiculous yeah, I think the engineers should have more power, and they should take an extra yep. course to take, uh, like, as an inspector, just to understand self regulated right? And yeah, that's how Montreal or Quebec yeah. is. Yeah, is a lot like take that we, away yeah. from the inspectors, and and half the time the inspectors rely on the engineer to stamp to, to anyway. stamp exactly. Anyway, so, so they're already doing it. 
Correct. Yeah. So the inspectors don't want to be reliable. So as long as you got your engineer stamp on it and they okay it, then fine. Well, well, why am I going to you now to sign off on this job? Yeah. Right. Why can't the engineer do it? Well, I was, I was thinking more incentives of like, if you're a business owner like yourself, that if you hit certain marks where you're giving so much employment mm -hmm. to so many more people and you're furthering and, and achieving projects, you should be rewarded for that. Yeah. Right by the government is what I'm saying. So then they'll give you a reason. So then it gives it motivates yeah. you to spread the wealth and get more workers and then more projects and then yeah. you just continue to grow. It'd be well, great if there's subsidies yeah. for that. I would take them all day. But <laughs> it's got to be the levels because to the smaller contractor, like we don't want to build big. We're at a comfortable s stage right now that it's manageable. You know, like I'm like we don't have project managers. Like I pretty much estimate project manage. Like I did bring up an HVAC guy to to help me project manage. But we do it all, but we're comfortable where we are. And as soon as we get bigger, there's more staff, like office staff, and then there's more overhead. Like we don't, we all work remotely. We, yeah. we started in 2014 and we started remotely. So this whole pandemic thing was a breeze you were for already us. In the room. We're already in it. Yeah. Right. So, and our overhead is low because of that. Well, we, uh, we, we realized through our other experiences in other companies that. You know, when you're looking at 22 to 28 uh, percent overhead, it's hard to do business unless you're, you're, you know, only jobs you're relying on are the big ones that you've bought. Attention contractors, Alt Labor Solutions is your secret weapon to boost your projects to the next level. Why handle labor shortages on your own when you can get connected with contractors who are ready to contribute to your success? With Alt Labor Solutions, finding additional labor for your project has never been easier. They are growing a network of qualified contractors waiting to temporarily assist your team. Stop struggling with understaffed projects and visit them at altlabersolutions.com and discover the power of collaborative success today. Alt Labor Solutions, your answer to meeting deadlines. Yeah, so for a smaller contractor that doesn't want to get bigger and is comfortable with the employees he got. Maybe it's got to be proportional where you kind of show yeah. the last five years and see what your growth was. And then you present it, and I go, we're predicting oh, I, this. I, be I, I think you, uh, what you're getting at, things like, for us, things like insurance and WSIB, the, those in Ontario, uh, you know, tax, the Ontario tax credit would be great based on, you know, the type of, if there was an increase in how many employees. Yeah. Workers' comp is a great example. You know, if we can reduce those numbers, you know, every time we turn around, and, and you know, COVID, we added uh, even more um items that we had to pay for because of COVID on WSIB. PPE. And, yeah. So uh, if well, we I think WSIB should at some point be reversed. Yeah. So if you've got yeah. a pretty good standard, yeah. Yeah. like there's no issues whatsoever, your company's still growing and you're doing really yeah. well and there's no reports or no you get claims for that already. But I think it should be dramatically. Should be more, it should yeah. start yeah. returning the other way, yeah. right? Yeah. There's yeah. no reason for an organization in this in this country where it has a surplus of billions of dollars. No. Right. There's yeah. no reason for that. Yeah. At that point, you should start beginning giving back to the workers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. But again, we're tradespeople, we're not politicians. Mm -hmm. And yeah. politicians are never tradespeople. I don't think there's a single politician I've ever heard or read about that was from construction. Yeah. Oh, yes. No. I, my my election, yeah. uh, I was a plumber, not a politician. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sure. a lot of sense. I and mean, even with Monty's point, yeah. he worked at a home hardware. 
Like that's not yeah. really a tradesperson, right? No. So yeah. that was the, the like. I ran my retail. business at the same time as being a politician too, so <laughs> yeah. lost lots of money. But uh. but see, now you're in construction and you're not a politician. Yeah, yes, so exactly. one and one happened, one didn't. And I didn't yeah. make yeah. more money going into politics. You never. Well, I made. I lost. <laughs> I lost thirty thousand dollars a year. In my we won't go down that path yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, there's plenty of money to be made in politics. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I have paid twenty two thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I didn't make any money other than that. I'd love to ask you, gentlemen, if you were to like just wipe it clean and start it from scratch, oh. how would you run this? We we would have all the same answer right now. And what would that be? We want to become controls contractors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Johnson <laughs> Controls and, and any kind of controls yeah. contractor. It's just the prices that come in for stuff. Uh, like yeah, like we submit it because. We understand it, and we know. Well, we have to carry it as well. Yeah, we have to carry insane. it, but we were always asked to break it out as well, right? Yeah. So break yeah. it out. So, yeah. for example, like we—I'm not going to name the contractor, but we had um, 17 relocated ther- thermostats. We had a full of full floor of renovations on the sheet metal side, and we were like 33,000 on. I'm just using numbers there, but there are 33,000s on just the whole renovation, ductwork, grills, diffusers, wow. name it. They came in at $40,000 for 17 relocated stats. They're not even providing new product, right? So you're like, we're, we always talk, we're like, we're yeah. in the wrong business. It's man. Uh, like, well, in, in I have a case. personal vendetta with that. After I'm done with this company in many yeah. years from now, I'm going to go after controls. It's, yeah. oh, it's, no, it's The larger pain. company we worked for at one point, they were electrically based. And we were doing, I think it was six floors down downtown. And the control contract was $187,000 uh, each floor. And each floor. we did all the back wiring, and it, our back wiring was 22000 a floor. So somebody sat on a floor, two guys actually, sat on a floor with a computer for the day for the rest of the $160,000 yeah. of programming. Of programming. It's yeah. a, so It's a racket. Yeah. It's big time. Well, I guess when they find it and they realize yeah. that there's a benefit here. They become like a base building standard. Then you, yeah. you can't use anyone else. You, you're forced to use them so they can charge you whatever. And then yeah. There's, yeah. there's not really a way around it unless you get landlord approval or like the owner of well, the building. Like, they have to change the software. And that, that's, that's where they got, you know, they, they, they say it's all about the R&D into the software. Yeah, once the infrastructure set up <laughs> on the building, they're not going to change the whole building. So no, the controls vendors exactly. there, and it might be a yeah. 10, 15 years, sometimes even 20-year yeah. contracts. It's a cost of the tenant. Yeah. So you may go in and the building costs to upgrade all the controls at a cheaper price, but yeah. then you may build a tenant to make up yeah. for what you lost, right, yeah. just to get the contract, been. Right? I've been challenging a lot of the buildings with this, and um, Nexus yeah. has helped us out. I've had controls costs come at like a hundred thousand. Then I show them quotes from these guys and be like, "We could do the same work for twenty. Like, how do you explain it?" And the building would be like, "Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why is my guy charging that much?" I'm like, "This well, is your know. guy." Then they'll go back and actually like argue with their own vendor, and they'll yeah. give me approval. I'll bring them in, and we'll do it for eighty thousand dollars cheaper. And their tenant will benefit from it. We'll get someone in the space and. A lot of these buildings are starting to pay attention now. Well, and it, it, yeah. if you look no, at construction, we, <laughs> definitely I'm going to have a target on my back if I keep doing it. <laughs> no, but, you're uh, absolutely yeah, right. As much as we say, like, we want to, that's our, you know, our next life will yeah. be a controls yeah. contract. We yeah. say that, but in, our, in our in background is we're it's loyal, right? We don't, we don't want to rip anybody off. We're not out there to, you know, no. some companies out there. Like, just be fair. Yeah, well, yeah, we're just being <laughs> fair with everybody. And s- some contractors want you to add so much for them to pocket, right? But yeah. 
you know what it's i hate doing that and but then at the end of the day you're like you're gonna lose working with this contractor and the more that contractors do it the less contractors you're gonna have if you yeah. if you go but, against it right but so. going back to the controls as yeah. well i think uh, the industry again with technology because it's so much e easier to break out our software yeah. um when they have knowledge of what the breakout is it puts somebody you know now the anybody that is high and it looks extreme they're having to answer to their own number where they haven't had to in the past yeah. because we're carrying it. It's, it's, you know, so now when you ask, we break it out every, yeah, single, every time. single time, every should, single time, it's just a reality. It okay. should be and that's no different than high end residential, high end residential. They have as much or more controls. Some of the houses we've done, um, you know, you need to be a programmer to run the yeah. house. Yeah. So, it's a different, it's yeah. a different construction yeah. job yeah. site nowadays. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of reminds me of a, a post that's going around right now on social media of a homeowner talking about uh, hiring a plumber. And, and the homeowner was really upset that she paid $300 for this plumber to come in to take care of something for 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. And she was just amazed that it cost so much to take care of this. And then what people are not understanding, which people are jumping on this post saying, you don't understand what's behind that $300. Yeah. 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 You pay for the 20 years experience. Exactly, has, right? yeah. so or, or just uh, like I look at it every single day, um, you know, to fill his truck up is $176 a week. And that's running 350 to 400 kilometers. So yeah. just those costs alone, the cost of the labor, your yeah. experience yeah. is huge. Uh, the safety devices we have to provide, which are important. And the training. Yeah. All the training. The cost of rolling out of bed has gone up. That's yeah. just the bottom line. So that also works in the construction industry. Like, let's say you do a change order. You know, oh, let's, that's let's, a, say, that's let's say I want to relocate this grill. The, only, the engineers will approve your change order. Or the GCs will just look at it and say, well, it only takes you five minutes. Okay, well, I was off site. I, I got to come back on site, remobilize. Schedule I got to bring a yeah. ladder. Yes. You know, there's change the as builds, yeah. change yeah. the drawing. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot in the background that they don't understand. And and like even with a piece of equipment, let's say I, uh, the change order says supply a new heat pump. You know, I'll put 18 hours to install that heat pump. Like it doesn't take you 18 hours. I said, all right. So how do you want me to cover my warranty on that heat pump? If the manufacturer, you want me to carry a warranty for a year. So if I got to come back two, three times in this year yeah. to that there's something wrong with the heat pump, you don't want to account for that. And it you, shouldn't be a conversation. I just no, yeah. they just don't understand it, right? So yeah. And there's a lot of youth in the engineering industry as well. Like back in the day when I was on the tools, I'd call the engineer directly. We get, get close to understand each other. You're like, I trust your work. Put it on your ass built. Do it. Go ahead. As long as there's no extra cost, there's extra cost. Send me an email. Fine. But if it's just something that is just an as-built, no extra cost, they sign off on it later. Now, it, it's out the door. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, everything has to be put on paper, yeah, backup, yeah. on email, and approvals, proper approvals. Because there's a lot of engin young engineers that don't understand everything. So they receive the RFI or the change order, and then they go to their engineer, um, supervisor, or manager, right? So then they go, they review it. Then that's how it works now, because there's so many engineers involved. Back then, it was a lot easier. I think the trail, though, is more consistent nowadays versus what it used to be. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's not word of mouth and emails, and and uh, the software has made it easier for us to keep that. Uh, so everybody feels a little more at ease when there's it comes a lot to more hands on now oh, like in the office. Like I had a hard time leaving the office to go to a job site. Yeah. Because I, I 
I, I estimate everything. I project manage everything. You know, I'm dealing with the, with my employees. Yeah. And back then, I always looked at my boss. He was always on job sites every three days or something like that. But then I realized that, you know, he was doing all the paperwork I was, I'm doing now because there's a lot of, a lot of uh, email trails that you have to keep following it, RFIs. Back then, it was just like you call the engineer, call the general, and just make the decision on site. Yeah. You know, you're done. Follow up right? with, so. the, with the as and, and being on site was, you know, like, and he was really busy. And that's what I was saying before is that he brought me into um, Estimate. uh, to estimating. And then I kind of branched off and I had my, um, sorry, he was taking care of the sheet metal division. And he had a plumbing supervisor. David was uh, one of them. And then uh, he asked me, he says, listen, he says, you're doing a great job. He says, I can't manage the sheet metal department anymore. Are you interested? So I became sheet metal supervisor. So I started managing, uh, supervising some of my foremen that I had under me. So I became above them, right? And there was a dispute on who taught me the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I bring that up because I, I don't think construction increased their rates during the funny years that we just recently had, the same way that almost every other industry increased. No. Like the wages and the material costs and all this stuff, we we probably historically went climbing normal, mm -hmm. versus every other industry spiked mm -hmm. and kept it at a spike. The unfortunate yeah. thing is, though, we're having to carry the increased costs and in, in especially material, and which is kind of interesting because a lot of our materials from the plumbing perspective and steel, it comes from Canada, so it shouldn't be any any more money except for the fact that they have the same labor issues that, that we do. But the labor and rates were also set by the unions yeah. pre-pandemic. Three yeah. years yeah, in so advance. That's, it was an right? advantage yeah. to that. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the non-union. It is a disadvantage to the worker. It is a disadvantage to the worker. Yeah. Right? right. It was a year ago where like almost every trade went through their strikes. It started with drywall, yeah. then went to HVAC, and yeah. they, they yeah. Guaranteed all their wages for three years and two more years four from years. now or four years. Yeah, I think it's two more years from now. We'll probably go through it again. Yeah, that's the only way. Well, sorry, wages go mm. up is yeah. <laughs> once their contract ends, then they and they the non-union rely on the contracts of the union yeah. so that they can base and not, you know, they don't want to let their guys leave mm. them to go to union. So they got to pay them a fair wage. Yep. Right. So and, and that's why I go back to I don't think the tradespeople are being paid enough so then when it becomes an argument about i think i'm paying you too much for the time that you came here mm -hmm. and then same thing with you we shouldn't be absorbing the material costs no no so and companies during that are COVID, producing yeah. the material during covid we actually had to suck up the cost of the job even though what it was costing us so we would be able to work on one floor only a week or a day and then so the another crew would have to come in we were having to suck up that no none of the clients and end users were sucking yeah. that up. I think I was the only one that like let people resubmit some of their contracts because yeah. we locked in deals and then they shut us down because we weren't essential. Businesses yeah. weren't essential or yeah. offices, I should say, weren't essential for a while. And then when we got the green light to go, they're like, oh, prices have gone up. We can't do it at what we priced six months yeah. ago. I said, you know what? Resubmit the prices. And I ate the cost on that end, which sucked, but... I wanted to get yeah. the work done, so <laughs> we had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I just felt yeah. like the it was a tough time. Was surviving more yeah. than thriving. Exactly, well, other it, industries it, were thriving. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the that's the, that's why I don't yeah. I don't really enjoy those conversations with any client or anybody no. that's saying no. that you're being overpaid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially yeah. the construction industry, like you're putting your body through a lot, right? Well, and you're putting your mind through a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. you get both. Uh, yeah, both, but and. 
just to sit there and say that you're not worth that money as a construction worker, it's just a slap in the face, really. It's like, I'm not worth this money yet because I'm worth more, right? And come down, like some of the guys that are retiring now that I have, they're in rough shape. Oh, yeah. They can't wait to get out, and they've slowed down. They're costing me money on, on, on the job right now. But I'm keeping them on. They're loyal guys. And are they I, in rough shape? Physically, for what mm. purpose? They just did uh, the, the, the job itself. I've had two surgeries yeah. on both on both my elbows, and and I was only in the. I was there for thirty two years yeah. on on the tools. So, um, well, yeah, your body just can't take it all. It's repetition, yeah. right? And it's the repetition. Tin knockers, tin tin knockers you got. Cuts. You're losing your hearing as well, like banging yeah. all yeah, the ductile. Right? Yeah. yeah, and power I got guys with arthritis. You know, they they yeah. can't cut anything with their snips anymore, and. You know, I've lost that's, uh, hearing. That too. was their, <laughs> that, that that's their that's main their tool, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. now it's like they're cutting everything with grinders or or. It, it's kind of funny when you sit at right? a dinner it's table. Louder. When you <clears> sit <throat> at a dinner table with a bunch of yeah. older uh, tradesperson, and you have to set up your table based on what ear they can't hear out of, <laughs> and you know if you're left-handed, <laughs> you can't hear anything from that side, yeah. so, which yeah. is my problem because I'm left-handed. <laughs> so you, you sit looking this way. You, it's, so someone's talking to you from that side, and you're like, okay, I can't hear you. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. I used to use all the precautions. I had the earplugs. I had safety glasses. I had the, the the harness for my belt, and still my knee gave out, and there was nothing I could do about it. It's just that going up and down the ladder, bending down to every outlet, you didn't yeah. realize that same repetition over and over. Even yeah. with all the safety gear, it didn't matter. Yeah, it's the it's repetition. The, part. Yeah, it's the repetition. Yeah. That's, the thing that's what about it is because your your body wasn't designed to do that task over not, and not over for and that over long on time. an eight-hour day. No, it's not yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. It, you start young, it doesn't hurt, and then. 15 oh, years later, up. all of a sudden, it it's like, oh, up. this really hurts. <laughs> you know, something and simple. As, like my father always says, like, he was always laying blocks. And you grab a block and you just always turn the one way. The one way, Right, yeah. so your body kind of shifts to the way, way you're always turning. So it, after a while, like when he was getting back pain, he had to adjust and ch- start learning the other way. You know, and then you, you kind of go half and half, right? Yeah. And it's very difficult to do that when you're, you're used to laying, let's say, you know, yeah. So much, uh, so many blocks an hour. You're yeah, all of a sudden telling a mason to switch his hand. Right, <laughs> it is. Yeah, <laughs> with the trowel. I mean, that's yeah. going to be challenging. No yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't switch it with the, the, the trowel. You switch it by how you're lifting up. Placement. No, no, I agree. Yeah. But just, just to yeah, yeah. motions. Right? You've done yeah. it for exactly. 25, 30 years yeah. because it will benefit you and you'll last longer. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. try getting them to do that. Yeah, be ambidextrous yeah. with yeah. everything. Oh. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. You're one in a few. You're a unicorn. But the trick is too, like especially with that, is that. Usually they'll go from left to right, and then you're always grabbing right. But then when you're at the right, right wall, so that means the whole crew has yeah. to switch. Yeah. Now. So so what you have to do is yeah. that at your last your last block, you start from right to left. We're going left today. No, we're going <laughs> right. right today. Start on the but north that's side. That's just one challenge out yeah, there. Like yeah. like just standing on a ladder. You know, it's true. a lot of guys will just put yeah. more pressure on one side. Yeah. So now they're yeah. favoring one leg. Yeah. It, it shifts. Don't realize body, it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and and for myself too, like when I. You know, like I, I had multiple health issues and uh, one thing called uh, pressure to carry. If if I get pressure, I swell up. So if I'm on a ladder and if I'm not wearing steel toes, let's say I'm at home, my feet will swell up like the day after. And then by being on a ladder, I lean my knees against the ladder. Yeah, my knees swell up too. So oh. I got both knees, both both feet swelling up. But how much uh, steel toe boots or like with the steel plate underneath? It doesn't happen to me. Just my knees will swell up, though. But you, you're kind of placing on yourself on a ladder that you're not going to be in pain. Like, that that's my challenge I have, right? But other people have similar challenges. Either they're more, they're more comfortable putting yeah. more pressure on one, one leg versus the other, right? 
Oh, you hang pipe the same way every for so many years. Yeah, so many guys have their own issues health wise out there and their own body problems. That uh, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to uh, to make money off those guys as well. But I don't look at what they can produce. I I look at how loyal they are at the same time, right? But they also want to be loyal and they want to continue and to work. Correct, yeah. But they do have problems, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, if, you know, like we we had one guy that we knew he was slow and he smoked a lot, and but he was very loyal, very loyal. And, but I knew that... He was fair he, with his hours. You too. never, he never had to go back to his job. Never. Never had deficiencies. And that... That it could be a huge cost sometimes if you're getting a guy that you flies through things, money, right? yeah. and then all of a sudden, like quality you, you get a list, you get a list from the engineer. All this is wrong. Then you're spending extra time on it to go through the list, and then you're sending a guy back to go fix the list, right? So yeah. I'm like, well, that wasn't a benefit to me. I'd rather have the slow guy finish the job properly and never have to think about it yeah. again. Yeah. Right. What do you guys see the future of construction looking like? Well, you're going to get out of the game <clears throat> soonish, or no? Well, I'm a little afraid to leave game because everybody that my age that, that leaves mind you i'm pretty active but otherwise i play a lot of sports but they don't seem to last too long after they stop uh running every day so i don't know uh, i your house yeah I, i've probably got another five to seven years i figure okay. um but I, I see it becoming more technical um i see it becoming more regulated too and 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 i see that from a couple of things consumption of uh of this, uh, the new uh, legal marijuana is, I think, is also an issue we have to concern ourselves in our industry. I walked along King Street yesterday, and three construction sites. Now, three of them were resi, um, but they were all smoking Waft. dope. Really, it was just waffling off. I thought the rule was no. Oh, absolutely! It's not. supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, absolutely not. But yeah. what do you now with all these vape pens, you can't even tell. It you just can't. looks yeah, like absolutely right. So I think that can't has tell, to be but you know what they're doing. Yeah. If you look at the studies of how many construction workers admit to smoking marijuana or whatever form daily, it's huge. It's well, huge. it's not even just the weed. There's also harder substances. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Drugs. But right. So yeah. in general. And I, I never saw on it on my, I mean, I smelled weed on mine and sent home. That was yeah. it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like 7 o'clock in the morning. We got to get spray foaming yeah. here. I don't need yeah. a waft yeah. coming out of yeah. the truck. Uh, right it now, happens right? even in the offices downtown. They'll yep. co- I'll come up a ladder and guy will step in. I'll be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just grab your tools and go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just, so are just they go. just turning to these vices to make their days easier? Or what's, like, it was just I don't a know. I, you guys tell me, I, you know, it, to me, it's it's something that well, helps a lot people. Of I think activity to anxiety is a huge, anxiety is a huge thing. I think it's how they they like to function. They like to function high. I just right? think it's, it's just so much more accessible it. now. It's it's hard yeah, to stop. But it's just like alcoholism. You know? But do you want to be working next to a tradesperson? Absolutely not. Uh, no, absolutely not. No. We no. can't afford to have them on the job. No. no. From a liability well, perspective. Well, liability business-wise, yeah. if that's it's found huge. out, of, like oh, yeah. now you, Reputation too. Try, you will not mm. get the claim. Yeah. Try, try, try yeah. to get someone that has, you know, even through the unions, we've had people that have had both drug and alcohol issues. And we've been told what to do by them, and it's not something that's going to last. So it's it's not them helping them out with you know um, yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous or, or, or getting off the drugs. They they look at it the same way. Get rid of them. Well, that doesn't help our industry. Our industry should be helping people as much yeah. as any other industry, 
Um, but I just think it's one of those things that doesn't get spoken a lot in our industry. The union, I, I did help a guy out. Uh, he was having problems with drinking and I was at a point that he wasn't showing up on site. Um, he wasn't necessarily drinking on site, but he would show up and show up. smell, yeah. smell like booze. But then I would call his wife finding out like, I haven't seen him in like two days, not pick up the phone. So yeah, it's normal. It's just a normal thing. It's, a it's probably thing. his buddies. Right. But it, it started like even though sometimes I would call and his daughter was like, yeah, I don't care where he is. Like he just like he was having they a were bad. used to it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It, it was affecting their marriage and their their family life, right? So I called the union and I told them because technically employers should have the responsibility to bring it up to the union. It's their responsibility to mm. get him help. And a lot of people wouldn't do what I do. They would just get rid of him. You're fired. And yeah. he's going back to the next contractor. And he's doing the do same thing. So I called the union and I filed a claim. I said, listen, I'm not getting rid of this guy, but he needs help. You need to bring him in and talk to him. It's yeah. affecting his, his family life and everything. And they did. They, br they brought him in and they, they brought him up to um, uh, run North Bay. There's a program there for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. And they shipped him out there. And I don't know. I never hired him back because they just told him, like, get him off your books. And then... Uh, hopefully he got the help he needed right so but they they're like nobody does that you're like what why what makes you think that i'm like i owe it to the guy i'm like why would i let him no, suffer through his you. life yeah yeah doing that right so, so that's so answering your question general. going back to your question which is what do you see the future i see technology playing a bigger plan i see <clears throat> a, a better um a better uh, or or more streamlined um uh products you know sheet metal is a great example there's still knock and tin together every day which just seems archaic to me it does um you know uh, if you look at plumbing for example the shark bites everybody and their brother's a plumber now because they just cut the pipe and put them on their mind <laughs> yeah. and which is which is great for the diys or or whatever but i see it our, our industry becoming more streamlined i don't i don't see a big change in sheet metal industry uh maybe in the shops with ai and everything which might affect yeah. shop workers um, but in the field, like, how are you supposed to get the air from one place to, to the next if you're not going to install ductwork, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, and if you bang it together in the shop, you bring it to site, it's bulky. You know, just your deliveries. Like, we only have a pickup truck for deliveries. We don't have cube vans or anything, or we, we ask them to deliver if there's big orders. you got to assemble it. Yeah, you have site. to assemble it, right? Like, I think Shemel Industries has progressed since back in the day when oh, they had Benjamin. Oh, huge. And now, like, with, with the uh, plasma tables and all that, you know, cutting everything. There's no more benchmen. There's no really. Yeah. No, it's all computers. Yeah. yeah, there's no guys that act, can actually make a big for you. It's right? all about so. the buildings and how they're set yeah. up. The new ones, like a lot of the new ones have raised flooring, so the HVAC has significantly changed. It's not above your head anymore. It's all coming from the floor, which is definitely new. Yeah. I, I enjoy well, seeing those advancements that they're doing. I think it's going to become way more advanced in terms of AI. Like I have a small team dedicated to AI. It's like, oh, you get design and build why would you do that and it's like we have a team that right now that has to like put together test fits in our drawings it's it'd be nice to click a button and it does it for you in yeah. 30 seconds so that's what we're working on that's where i see smart the buildings are i think are going to be more in tune in the next level oh yeah absolutely we've been working on it now for about 25 years you know basically your cards you you drive in or you take the subway whatever your entry into the building starts up your computer sets you know opens your blinds gets your computer warmed up that type of thing We've been trying to get there for 25 years. It'd just make it, the building's more efficient as well if you're, 
you're zoned, it's shut down when it's not needed, and yeah, lights go I've on. seen buildings where they have uh, yeah. sensors on the toilet paper, and yeah. they know exactly when the toilet paper runs out. Exactly. Where's the sensor on the toilet paper? It's like, just like on the actual unit itself. So when it runs out, the guys okay. know when to go to put it's it It's not on the paper. So. Like, I was going to say, it's going to be some conspiracy theories. Like when the roll's there, and the sensor's there, it's like you're out. No it, it, kidding. It didn't make sense to me until the operation manager explained they were saving like hundreds of thousand dollars yeah, on paper because yeah. they knew exactly when they replaced it. Whereas before the cleaners would go in, there'd be like three quarters left. They'd take it out, throw it out, yep. put a new one. Now they yeah. wait till it's like run down. It's like, you don't think of it, but it's like all those advancements yeah, are I mean, happening. Those advancements are great, but it yeah. also still makes me a little nervous that if someone gets into those advancements that are not a part of the advancement protocol, mm -hmm. then you can control buildings yeah. at that point, right? Well, yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe the, the HVAC the, and maybe the control systems that get in and out. Yeah, I could I could definitely yeah. see that. And yeah, now yeah. there'll be a whole other industry for you know yeah. counteracting that. Or Attention contractors, welcome to the future of construction resource management with our platform where you can easily buy, sell, or rent tools, equipment, and materials with fellow contractors. Say goodbye to wasted time and resources. Need that specialized equipment for a specific project or want to earn extra income from your underused resources? This platform has you covered. With its user-friendly interface and a vast network of trusted contractors, you'll find what you need or make your resources work for you seamlessly. Join the construction community that's changing the game. Visit them online at altlaborsolutions.com and start optimizing your resources today. Alt Labor Solutions, where contractors connect and resources thrive. Prevent the yeah, yeah, security. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I but do, it may I, help the labor industry, though, at the same time. I, I, well, I mean, I think you guys probably saw recently like Hilti was a, that exoskeleton yeah, that to help them hold the, yeah, hold the, the and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Really So cool. a lot of that happening, but the thing is the cost associated. You can't be a small little business and having one of those or even having one yeah. for every single yeah. employee, right? Well, it starts yeah. expensive, and then over the next couple of years, it'll like get cheap. Yeah. Drills used to be like $800. Now you can get like two of them for yeah. 100 right? Yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of... Yeah. In terms of labor, though, I think it's going to be more fluid. I don't think people are going to stay at a company for 10, 20 years like they used to. I don't mm. think they should, to be honest. Like, we promote hiring, growing our guys, and then within three, five years, we want to actually ship them out. So then this way we're creating, like, a clear space academy. They're going to bigger, better positions, and eventually those fruits will come back to us. But and clear space recommended. That's, yeah, exactly. Out. That's where the networking, that's what you're doing with Alt, right? Like, exactly. you're also networking other businesses, understanding that, I vouch for this person. He did a really good job. She did an yep. amazing job yep. on this job. Yep. She here. He wants to get more experience than another one. I'm going to vouch for this person. Yep. Then they go there and they get yep. that experience. Yep. So it's like, it's like the employer vetting as well internally. Yeah. Yep. Oh, which yeah, is beneficial. Yeah. You could totally see that happen. Yeah. And like having a wider yeah. breadth of skills and talents is only going to yes. benefit. It. It's like teaching the young generation. Yep. That's what you should do, but in a thoughtful way, not just like a frog where you go from three months in this company, six months in this, you'll never be able to establish it. construction, it's not about months. Yeah. I think it it's be. years. Yeah, it should I think be. you have to be at least two, three years at one place understanding exactly. and absorbing as much as you possibly can yeah. before you make a decision to go. And if you go, have a conversation with the person that you're with and having the conversation with the person that you're going and to. And not only being on one job for those yeah, that, those yeah. one or two years because you're it's repetitive after a while, right? But if you're like industry like we are, it's all smaller projects, tenant work, new builds, but we're not doing a full power. There's power, some trades right? that love that, just punching the clock for yeah. the next yeah. five years. Correct. Yeah, correct. Do the same thing. And we yeah. do get guys that want to do that. They're on the list, and we end up getting them, yeah. and then they just call your work and shit work, right? You're like, well, sorry, we can't you know, have you cut cleats all day long, right? Yeah. You know, and that's all, that's all they do, some of the apprentices, right? 
but like we're here we're we got a job at hand i don't care if it's shitty or not we still got to finish our job we're in a contract we're that's how we make money right so mm-hmm. do your work and we go home you know and feel accomplished when you go home i i always i always loved finishing my job or finishing a task like nowadays like nine hours and they call it quits you know if i came up and i said okay i, I worked nine hours but i didn't finish something let's say i had 10 more feet of duck to throw up just to finish that run with the block it slows end. your next day it slows your next day right so i'm like no i'm gonna stay an extra hour i'm gonna finish what i started and go right to the end right yeah. and i always had the mentality that's why i worked 60 to 80 hours a week i had a lot of jobs right and some guys just want oh nine o'clock or nine hours in I'm out of here, yeah. you know, pack up the tools or, or half, half an hour before and they start packing, cleaning up. Like, well, did you finish what you were doing? No. Right. What's the best interview question that an employee can ask and an employer can ask? Ooh, the nice. best one? Yeah. Well, what's a strong one, I guess, to ask from both perspectives? Hmm. Um, I got one that I got asked and it says, can you promise me work? And, and my response was, and I knew the guy was good. I said, I can't promise you work. I could promise you I'll keep you busy as much as I can, but the industry will throw loopholes. I, don't, I can't control the industry, but I'm telling you if there's guys that are weaker than you, I'll put you in their place and I'll put them at home, right? But that's my response to you is I will not promise that. I think I was actually in the, in the truck with you when the guy asked me that. And, uh, and I and it's, it's, if you want my this job, that's my answer. And that was and it's he, a good question, good answer. Yeah. And and he he took the job. I, I he, guess probably the the other question <clears throat> would be around the environment of your company. Um, a lot of our industry for a long time there was a lot of yelling and screaming <laughs> at people, and we don't do that. Uh, you know, uh, I don't expect to be yelled at, and I don't yell at anybody. And uh, I think there should be like a casual Fridays on a job site. Like that. <laughs> We're just going to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> just, just grind their gears yeah. right you down. Know, res- yeah. Respect is respect both yeah. ways. Right? Yeah, totally. So, but it, it's also reading people. I find like I've learned over the years how to read people and their reaction to things. If so, if somebody's upset, don't be as upset as, as that person. Don't feed it. No. Bring yourself lower than what you are right now. And then you'll see that their tone come down. Just a, sh- a short story. We're on, I uh, went with my family ice fishing. First day on the lake, we don't really have the proper gear. We had to drill with a bit, whatever. We pull up there with four cars. We pass all the huts. There's no huts. We just had a tent, right? <laughs> Anyways, we just wanted the, our four kids just to experience just being in a hut and with a line in the water. We get to the end. We just park right at the end. This truck comes in, and he's swearing. They have bombs and everything, right? And then he comes out all pitch red. And uh, my sister was parked there, and I said, whoa, whoa, buddy, 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 come here, come here. And he's all, wow, wow, you're in my effing way, this and that. I said, listen, listen. And I reached out, you know, I said, I said, how's it going, man? Can I help you? He says, you guys are in my way. I'm like, just relax, relax. I'm just here to talk to you. What's the problem? He says, you guys are in my way. And, he, and his tone started to go down. He says, you guys are in my way. There's a road here. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I told my sister, I'm like, can you move out of the way? There's a road here. Right. And I was just being calm. Right. And his demeanor just come down and says, so what are you doing today? Are you fishing? What are you fishing for? And you got a camp, you got a camp. And he's just answering questions. But now we're we're talking normal now. Right. But he went from this high course, yeah. to down. Like I had to bring my level lower in order for me not to get as mad as him. So I brought my level lower and then we kind of met in the middle afterwards. And then 
so he left and he says and he was the happiest guy after he says all right shook my hand he says good luck out there blah blah right total difference from when he showed up there and then he left my sister ended up telling the story to my dad and my dad shook his head he says i don't know how alex does it and he says i would have <laughs> punched him out <laughs> but that's but the go-to thought it is right yeah. so and i've used that throughout the years with my employees and i feel like i have earned their respect as well and they respect me because of it and i'm not just going to be a hard-ass employer and then i'm going to talk to them normal first understand what happened on site if there's an issue with uh with losing money on a job so many hours you know as much as i can get upset i'm not going to call them yet i'm going to calm down first and then be level-headed when i when i have that discussion with them right no, so you don't get any further by yelling at it doesn't no. achieve anything absolutely no, no. So it doesn't right yeah and that's why i said it. it's mutual respect both ways yeah Mm-hmm. I think I think we've covered quite a bit. I don't know if there's anything well, else. Well, I wanted to discuss a few things about the platform. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, the first one of the first features is that you can set up your employees on the platform with a charge-out rate so that you're ready for uh, basically uh, submitting them on the marketplace. Yeah. So there's a scheduling feature as well that you can utilize on a day-to-day basis. So you, you basically got a schedule. You set up a job. Let's say I got a Tim Hortons to do set it all up, you put your employees, their qualifications, everything is, is set up in the project. So you can utilize the platform without the marketplace. Now, when it comes to the marketplace, you're only a few clicks away because you already got your employees set up. So all you do is like okay, Thursday, Friday, boom, employee, you select your employee, you put them in there, the rates are already set, and then you just submit it. It's, it's very simple. There's very a uh, few clicks away. Um, so, so far, the... Um, the trades I have is HVAC, cheap metal, and plumbing. And as of today, I'm announcing this right now, electrical trades. I was about to say. The nice. electrical trade is available on there. And the second announcement is that I also uh, launched today a second module to the platform. is called the Product Center. So it's a buying, selling, and renting platform that contractors can uh, buy and sell tools, equipment, so material. So you're partnering with anybody or? No. no? no. Okay. We built it all ourselves, integrated in the same platform. Wow. Yeah, so it's not just a labor center now. And if you, uh, if you go and subscribe with the labor center, the, um, uh, the buying, the product center is, is free. You can actually be a contractor and go in and just, and just uh, subscribe to the product center. Then it's going to be 50 bucks a month if you don't do the labor. So it's kind of wanting the guys. You're kind of wanting the labor more. Yeah, but a lot of guys, you know, like if they're comfortable with... Um, I'm just adding something else that they, it can utilize the platform. So, because you don't always need to give your labor out or to get it back in or to get guys, right? So, there's going to be some lulls that contractors aren't going to use the platform. That's why I incorporated the um, the scheduling so you can use it day to day. And then, if you have stuff to, to sell or to that you need, like for example, like during the pandemic, I was trying to get uh, a genie lift, material lift, right? Yes. Oh, Stevenson's everybody Nobody. everybody was Even out right now right? it's like two weeks out yeah yeah so then I'm, I'm I was calling some other contractors and I heard some guy you know had like 30 in his yard but he was off on vacation I couldn't get a hold of him you know so it's just sitting there right and I have equipment that we bought at a job it was a gantry it's just like a big a-frame to to lift equipment up and that's just sitting in my shed 
you know, and like that thing was $6,000. We climbers. used we used it for, for one job, but we couldn't rent it at the time. There was nobody to rent it stair from. Climbers the same. And now, so Even now with climber. the rental um, <laughs> product center on the rental side, I could rent it out and, you know, you, you could preset your delivery fees and you put it out there in the marketplace. What's, is the, the objective, I, I mean, it's great to hear that you got electrical now and now you got the top three on there. I'm working my way through all the trades. All the trades. Right? All the trades. That's exactly that's what's going to happen next. Yeah, and if anybody's got ideas, that how like if this platform is good, like beyond construction, then I'm open for ideas so they can reach out to me. Drywall and taping specifically is a challenge for me. If you get that on, a lot of tapers are yeah. easy to move around. So yeah. I think you can benefit from. They'll enjoy moving around. Like yeah, they just love having. They're all piece workers, essentially. Yeah, so right? yeah. My next one that I plan is general contracting. So I'm going to get the generals involved in the platform. And then they start getting the rest of the trades from Yeah, the they could also, util- I'll, I'll put in there, because you don't really want to sub out your project managers, you know, because they're, kind of pi- they're kind of busy all the time. But maybe, like, um, somebody that's cleaning, like, your cleaners. Like you, a labor. Like a labor yeah. or something like that, right? You just, yeah. general you know, cleaner. general labor, you put them on there. But also to have access to in the entire platform and see yeah. who else, you know, if they need bodies and their contractor is not pulling their weight, they can see, okay, this guy's got two guys for a week. Okay. And then they can actually tell them to either join the platform or they can actually subcontract them. Now, how them. easy is the adoption? Like, is it simple to... Oh, very simple. Very simple, yeah. right? We have a help center that gives you videos on your step-by-step, uh, just your sign-up. Uh, we're going to update it uh, coming up shortly because we kind of revamped uh, the, the structure. Because no, we're not only posting now... This is the other portion of it. Uh, we're not only posting if you have available labor. We're also now posting if you need labor. So our one thing that I noticed is that, uh, especially the guy that, uh, the contractor that called me for the like the school work net. Yeah. So as a union employer, I'm not going to post guys on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right? Because I don't know if they're available or... So what if a contractor needs a guy Friday, Saturday, Sunday in double time and they're willing to pay it? Mm-hmm. So have them put an ad out in the marketplace that I need guys for the weekend and other contractors see that. That works. Right? Yeah, totally then they're like, are. they start calling their guys, hey, you guys want some double time? I can I can sub you out. Meanwhile, yeah. you're still making, you know, a 10, 20% markup on their labor and it's it's clear cash to them. There's no overhead, right? Can the employees see those offers too and just sign up themselves? No, no. So they'd have to just subscribe, as, subscribe. A, as an employer. Yeah. And the one thing I do... Um, side jobs would be a good idea. Yeah. The one thing that I do uh, wanted to make sure, sure is that employee names are not disclosed. You're, so no employee names are disclosed at all until okay. there's a contract signing. Then you say, okay, I'm sending you Joe and Bob, right? But even you can actually withhold your company information until the contract signing. So on your ad, you can hide everything, your logo, everything. It just kind of gives you a general idea where your map is because there's a Google Maps that we have in, integrated into the platform. And at that point, once you contract sign, then you need to know who you're, who you're dealing with. So that's disclosed on who you are there. Um, and the employees, there's no employee names at all that is disclosed to other contractors, only in your internal um, uh, employees. Because you're hiring on the skills. Correct. Right? Yeah. And the tasks that you're looking for. Correct. Yeah. So your employee will be either officially uh, um, uh, involved with, uh, let's say, a sheet metal worker and he's a gas fitter. That's going to come up when you submit it. It says, okay, he's a sheet and metal journeyman. And any 
certification. Well, years, like I, I right now I've only got it listed as uh, like A1 to A5, apprentice one to, to fifth year, or okay. journeyman foreman, or general foreman, whatever. Th those are the... Um, the simple ones to integrate into the platform. There is a description box that you can write into your uh, your marketplace ad to add any additional information. So, yeah, I mean it's a pretty good. I think the industry needs it. No, like yeah, I think so too. I know I, the industry needs yeah. it. And that's why I've been getting a lot of people. But it's just uh, to get them to know me and to trust what I have. I think I was kind of sitting in the background a bit. And trying to, you know, like I have done a lot of ads on LinkedIn. I did some on Facebook. You know, I'm going to attack um, uh, Google or sorry, um, YouTube next. And uh, there is Google ads too that I can jump at, but I'm going to start venturing off. And I'm also attending the C CMPX show in March. Yep. So I got a 10 by 10 booth there and uh, I'm going to get people to uh, register right there. And then if they want to register their companies and I'm going to have a computer oh, set a good up. Show. It's a big show. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. That one's going to be exciting. Um, we're also going to, um, I'm planning on giving draws out. So anybody that signs up, I'll throw a draw. And uh, there'll be prizes for the winner and all that. Are you guys giving out Milwaukee? <laughs> no, no. I was. You're well, right, I was, guys. Yeah, yeah it's always Milwaukee, right? <laughs> yeah. Right now, I, I've got some Leaf jerseys. Oh, okay. All right. No tools. The, all right. Uh, but also uh, member, free memberships. So I'll be different tiers, maybe the fir first year. Do you have your booth number yet? No, yeah. I do. Okay. Yes. No. Uh, do you remember I think it? Or? It's 241. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it's 241. Yeah. All right. Well, we can do a video later on and just let as it gets closer because that's not until March <coughs> anyway, right? Yeah. So correct. Yeah. We're at the we're starting November right now, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I love what you're doing. It makes a lot of sense, and I think it's going to benefit the industry, right? Yeah. And more and more people should just jump on board, right? I guess technically it doesn't connect with you because you're hiring him but, but it does benefit no. him it benefit yeah, i have right, what I mean. tons yeah. of trades that i, I could push it to and yeah. then when they're shorter in labor they can go go straight to him which benefits me in the long run so exactly <laughs> yeah. the but end. the product doesn't work unless all contractors can collaborate yeah you know, that's 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 the biggest yeah. thing and i'm not going to charge anybody for the platform right now um until we get a substantial amount of contractors in each area dealing with each other like i got somebody that's subscribed in ottawa there's nobody else in ottawa so I emailed the guy. I said, listen, I said, until I can get somebody there, like the platform's free. You know, I'm like, you know, they, I got to get into every area. And I launched it right across Ontario. But at some areas like Toronto, if that picks up, you know, like maybe as soon as it hits like 50, 75 subscribers, then, you know, I'll notify everybody. I'll give you like 30 more days. And then you it's going to You just want start. people right now to sign up. That's it. Just well, check it out. Yeah. Sign up. Sign up. You know, utilize. Give it a try. That's yeah, it. 100%. And now that with the, bu the buying and selling site, the product center, I think that a lot of contractors may like that because they, I've talked to a few that my warehouse is just full of stuff that I can get rid of. And it's just sitting there you know there's jobs that you know there's change orders and all of a sudden you got product that you bought and like for myself i got <laughs> i got sheds full of grills and diffusers and stuff that you know i use it as i go but sometimes it's like oh, i'm never going to use this like put it out there see, you know put an ad out see if anybody every can trades person has oh, yeah. a yeah. surplus of stuff i got somewhere. a 50 horsepower mortar sitting uh, 50 horsepower mortar sitting in my garage right now <laughs> it's still created i got a, a um apply one on top of it and I use it as a table but <laughs> I want it out of there because I you know I don't have room but I also don't want to throw it out have you a know? contractor garage sale or something like that <laughs> yeah I tried to sell it on Kijiji Craigslist like it, it just you're it not, becomes a it's not hitting the but right you're market. not yeah you're not hitting the right demographic right so and having this contractor base is that you're only dealing with contractors yeah mm -hmm. you know and I go back to language 
Exactly, exactly right? Yeah. So, and exactly. if other contractors see that, we're like, oh, geez, there's a 50 horsepower motor. Like, it's another platform to go to instead of going look at Kijiji or something like that. I need something quick, right? So let's check it out and see where, see what's on there, right? I've already got uh, battery drills and DeWalt stuff uh, posted there, so. Online already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, they might have deleted it because uh, we did the deployment last night. They're saying they're going to merge everything over, but I did have a couple ads already set up during my testing stages. But it kind of makes sense to have that because you're already pooling people together, trace yeah. people, so then they'll all have, they have their version of a, a created something in there. Yeah, and then they might want to post it as well and, and share it. I'm also looking at future expansion, um, not only with other trades. Um, I want to get involved with um, women in trades, and I want to I want to discuss with organizations out there on how to do it better. But one of my one of my ideas was to empower women to become their own employer. If they become their own employer, they'll bring in more women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those women can learn from the women and not be so scared of, of, of confronting men on a job site. So let's say we have an all women contracting team. Then if they don't like it, then they can start branching off. Right. And then they keep bringing more women in. So by having this platform, we, like, we can try to empower them to, to, do become an entrepreneur and, and own their own business, right? So yeah, those, are, those are those are future expansion a lot of thoughts. Time, like, so when do you have time to actually? I don't have time at all. You don't have time. <laughs> we converse no. at very late hours of the evening and very early yeah. hours of the morning. Yeah, uh, like Kevin will know. Like uh, I'm sending emails out at 10, 11, 12 yeah. o'clock at night. Just uh, I don't expect answers. Everybody knows that you you're don't just need sending to the thought out into yeah. the universe. But That's I do. I do spend. I do spend my time that I need to with my family. And working from home is a great a, benefit. A advantage. Yeah. You know, the kids come home from school. I'll usually work till like five, five thirty. Then I spend time with the kids, right? Yeah. And then I do homework with the young one. Come eight o'clock, they're going to bed. Eight o'clock, I jump back on the computer and yeah. I do my thing. I, but when this explodes and it becomes huge, it should be self. It's going to be a different. Yeah, yeah, I do have I do have two people on staff, so they're in the background now. But uh, when it explodes, I do have um, you know family members that are willing to help out and, and jump in. So, but my whole train of thought was to build this platform that would be just self manageable. And a lot of the a lot of the features on there is basically self manageable, so I can't can't complain. I love it, man. It's great. Yeah, Wish sure. you the best for it. So no, thank you very just much. Watch yeah. it grow. It's gonna be good. So yeah. I'm sure that the the show's gonna actually give it a big big boost as well too, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. all. The word once the word gets out, but then you just up to that that one hurdle: new in construction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We all know it as being the older guys here at the table. It's just like it's challenging to. Yeah, and for for eighty nine bucks a month, like to me, like there was debates on on what to charge right and originally like people were saying uh ah, dude really cheap 49 no it's like this should be like huge like 200 bucks a month i said listen i said i'm not here to gouge contractors i want something that's fair and if i look at it some of the labor rates are 89 dollars an hour right give or take you yeah. know so i'm looking at it it's like okay if it's going to cost you an hour of labor per guy and your guy is not going to be uh sitting at home it kind of makes sense it's yeah. it's worth it for you to do that because you're going to make money off of that guy sitting at home, right? You got you got a markup. You're allowed to mark up, right? So to me, I was like, I'm not going to gouge. I'm not going to go too low. Let's go in in between. And then if the, the double trades like it starts going lower and lower, so I got eighty nine dollars a month for um, for a single trade. If you got a double trade, is one hundred fifty, and triple trade two hundred ten. So it's going to get lower and lower the more trades you got. So like we have three trades. 
we're going at 210, right? Now that there's some companies that have electrical with mechanical, so that's four trades, you know? So it, we have different tiers like that keeps going up like slightly, but there's always a discount to it. And if you pay yearly, you get a free month. So if you have any questions, just reach out to you at info at uh, altlabor.com or sorry, altlabor.com. Yeah. And then also check it out on the website, which is www.altlabor.com. And then all over, you're mostly on LinkedIn, right? Mostly on LinkedIn for now, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Alex, thanks so much, man. Yeah, really thank appreciate you very much. coming in. And David, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, thanks. All the, you guys are busy. You guys are going back to work right now? Is that oh, the yeah, idea? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My phone's been vibrating. <laughs> like That's why the early morning show okay, <laughs> yeah. recorded. So, yeah, no, no. I want to thank everybody that uh, we, we had a great conversation here. And it's always been a problem that we won't solve it, but it's going to get solved. And yeah. if we can just keep on contributing to it, it's going to get better. So Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank That's you very it. much. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Right here, Angelina.